Devour the podcast is for mature audiences only. Happy Halloween and welcome to Devour the Podcast, episode 122. I'm your host, Dave, along with me is Jamie. Hello, happy Halloween. <laughs> with us as always is Bo. Happy Halloween! And joining us this evening is uh, Mike Merriman of Evil Episodes and a whole bunch of other shit. It's way too hot out here for it to be the end of October. I know, right? What it the fuck? Makes no sense. So for those of you who don't live in California, it's been hot as balls here. Probably last, because like, your week. land has been on fire. Yeah, well, that too. The air is just now breathable again, or not as awful. <laughs> true, true, yeah. Holy shit. <clears throat> yeah, so how we all sorry doing? about all that. Yeah. I mean, not that I, I take responsibility for the wildfires in California, but Should... that did look like quite a hellscape. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was some scary stuff. Oh, I saw the saddest story. There was... I'm oh, watching the news. <laughs> I'm watching the news and there's a story about this guy who's a hundred and his wife was ninety eight. She wasn't too far behind him. They had mm. just celebrated their seventy fifth wedding anniversary like a week before. Mm. And they were in one of the first areas that had to be evacuated, only they didn't make it out. And oh, when they found them, it was clear that he was he had gotten out, but he was trying to get back in to get to her. Mm-hmm. And he died trying to save his wife. And I'm just bawling watching this. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you lived 100 years. You were married to this woman for 75. And their parents, or their parents, their kids were talking about how in love they were. I mean, and it just, it was so heartbreaking to go through all of that, like all of that life to be taken out by something like this. I mean, that just is, that's just dumb. Not on their part, on nature's part. That's not right. on the earth's part. But yeah. then their their we kids did say they were actually glad that they <laughs> that they went at the same time. Right. Because they'd been talking for years about what they were going to do when one of them died because they didn't think the other one was going to be able to handle it. That's how right. that's how much in love they were and they were so attached that they right. were, were kind of terrified of that happening. So I don't know. Maybe it was meant to be, but it was just, it was really heartbreaking. Well, let's look on the bright side. Maybe the kids were trying to bump their parents off to get to their inheritance. Uh, And so in a way it's kind of a happy ending for the kids. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, free cremation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. (laughs) Too soon. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Anyway, 
so yeah oh really quickly before we uh jump into how we've been doing um you guys will probably have noticed well you guys on the show didn't notice until you're listening to it but the people listening at home will have noticed we had a special intro this week or this month um so i want to say thank you to the artist name um dream reaper he reached out to me and uh wanted to share his uh goosebumps tv re- uh, remix with me and it's super good and it's the intro for our halloween special and i will include the uh link in the show notes and on facebook to download it for free uh, so you can check it out and you can check out his uh, soundcloud cool yeah, yeah thanks man yeah all right so how are we doing besides the heat killing us all here in california besides the and apparently old death. people being burned to death right. yeah i know how to brighten a room don't i right. uh well, we went, the halloween episode <laughs> yeah. we went to a really cool haunt uh the other Yay. night called rotten manor um it's well, like half an hour from me i guess and so it uh, it's very cool. It has two sections. One is like the manor, which is this you know, house, mansion. And then there's a haunted forest slash asylum. And you go through, you can go through one attraction or you can go through both for like a combined price. I do have to say, for me, they were 0% on the scary. Mm-hmm. But that is really not their fault. I never blame haunts for not being able to scare me because... Right. It is just impossible to scare me when I go to a haunt. And and the thing is, it's like you can jump out from a wall and and make me scream if I'm at home. But when I have just paid a bunch of money <laughs> with the expectation that someone's going to be jumping out and attempting to scare me, I'm kind of expecting it. So it just right. I just sort of sail right through. And I feel really bad. Like I always I'm like, it's not your you guys are doing great. You know, please don't take mm-hmm. it personal. Um, <laughs> but they, they were, the cast was really engaging and fun and funny. It was very comedic too, oh, just good. like in a, in a, like a jokey kind of way, but it, mm-hmm. but you know, they also did their, uh, they attempted to be scary, but right. the set design was astounding. Like this was incredible. I, and this is only their third year that they've been going mm-hmm. and, um, I was really, really, really impressed. So uh, they, of course, will be gone by the time this comes out. I'm sure they'll be closed for the season. But if um, people are looking for something next year, and it's in Holly, Michigan, uh, I highly, highly recommend Rotten Manor. Yeah, it was awesome. fun. They also have a Midway, which I thought was really cool. So, like, if you between the two, like if you know, you do one attraction and then you're going to go do the other one if you want to play some games or whatever in the midway. I, that's fun for me. And they have performers yeah. walking around to entertain you while you're in line. You know, very cool. That sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, when it comes to like haunts, I think that's really the, my preference to, I mean, people jumping out from walls trying to scare you, they might make you jump a little just because you didn't see them or because the scream itself is just irritating right. it directly in your ear it's natural rea- reaction right. so right. i usually uh get the biggest kick out of uh just the set design inside i've uh i've been to hollywood horror nights a couple times my my favorite uh haunt there that i've gone through is the american werewolf in london it was just incredible they had it set up to where you were entering like a mock uh, slaughtered lamb and i swear it felt like walking through like scenes from the movie that's how well it was done of course universal they have the budget to 
make it look that realistic. So you're not going to get that from most local haunts. But even a lot of the local ones, uh, you can tell really quick if their heart's in the right place and they're putting the effort into it as opposed to like, I don't know if if you guys have like the, the generic big company like the Fright Planet ones where... It's like, let's paint the walls black and bring one of those flashing light things and that'll scare them. <laughs> I, well, I, I stopped the, going um, to those like a time ago. Have you been to uh, Fear Overload up there? Because I know they do a, a bigger event in Sacramento. Uh, I, ha- I haven't. Is, is that new? What, what is it called? Fear uh, Overload? Yeah, it's like Fear Overload Scream Park or something like that. Um, I went a couple of years ago. Uh, they did one in San Leandro um, in the Bayfair Mall. It was fine not worth the 50 bucks i spent on it um but you know it was fine i know they do like a bigger event in sacramento so i figured you know if you'd been since you're up there you might have been to that i haven't um i actually think do think i've heard of it once you said the rest of the name of it um yeah because i think like two years ago that time (laughs) yeah i think a couple years ago it was like they were doing like a slipknot head sponsored yeah, I remember event. that. When you yeah. said Spark, that's what kind of clicked the light bulb in my head because I yeah. remember hearing something about that. I know, I know you're out in the Bay Area. Have you been to that the uh, Fisherman's Wharf Dungeon thing yet? No, I have not been over there yet. I really want to go to the San Francisco Dungeon. Yeah, I haven't been able to wrangle anybody into going over there because <laughs> well, I know it's going to cost an arm and a leg. Yeah, and that's the other thing about the big parks is like. It's kind of a catch twenty two because it's not that expensive to get like well, I guess that's a relative term, but general admission to get in is not that bad, but the right. trade off is you're waiting in like two right. hour lines. So yeah. the other option is buy the front of the line pass, but then you're spending like multiple hundreds of dollars. So yeah. it's well, kind I, was, of, uh, it, I was talking to my coworker about this the other morning on our commute in, um, because he was I think him and his girlfriend and a friend of hers wanted to go to something and they were they were looking at um at fear overload in San Leandro. And then I was like, Oh, well, you know, I'm like, it wasn't that great. Maybe check out great America. Cause he lives over in Hayward. So I'm like, you know, great America is not too far from you. I'm like they've, they're doing a Halloween thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking at the prices for it and it's like, just to get in, it's like 50 bucks or some shit. And then like, if you want the fast passes, that's more. And then like, it's like, it's fucking absurd. Like the, the additions they throw in there. It's like, Oh yeah, you can get this other thing. It's like a skeleton key, which opens up additional haunted space of things. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's, that's really the problem is, I mean, a lot of these things just cost a lot of money. Yeah. And that's just, Oh, they're getting outrageous. It's, it's, it's really kind of depressed. I mean, Erebus is the, this huge one over here in Pontiac that is really Mm. famous. Um, and people come from all over to go Didn't to this you go to one. That one last year. Yeah, I actually went the oh, last okay. two years. I've been there several, several times, times. and it's fun, but mm. it's like twenty seven dollars, which I guess it's does it's not fifty, you know. Right. <laughs> but um, the it just you know it for something that lasts you, I don't know, half an hour to an hour, yeah. you know, it just. It seems like a lot. I mean, because that's you spend less time in there than you would spend if you went to a movie, you know, and like right. we complain about movie prices. So, you know, think about it that way. But and like the one that I went to the other night, it was 25 a piece mm-hmm. for each 
attraction and they're about half an hour a piece or you could get a combo price for 40 and then i actually had a coupon so i ended up paying 37 for both which i don't think was bad like i, no, I thought that's that not was, bad at all that was pretty cool so i was okay with that but mm. even i mean i guess that was probably a total of um an hour maybe a little over like maybe an hour and a half and which i guess still if i said what i said earlier that still seems like a lot but yeah, I mean, I remember when, you know, I went to one last year that was like 10 bucks. Now it was mm. it was a really it was a really low rent one and like they were, you know, but they tried. I mean, like they were pouring it out there. Right. And you could feel the you could feel the heart in it, which I thought was really cool, you know. And I'm like to, it's like I would like to open up a place and charge, you know, like 15 bucks, you know, because not everyone can afford to to drop 50 bucks to go to something like that. And yeah. you know, I think, you know, that's something that people should be able to, it should be a little more accessible. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big thing. Like I've wanted to go to Halloween Horror Nights forever, but it's just so fucking expensive. Not, not only just to get down there, but you know, to get into that. Right. Especially considering like the hunt itself is usually just one part of your night. Cause it's like, you're probably right. grab dinner before, or after drinks, you might want to hit other haunts. So, if you have one that's just outrageous and it takes your entire budget, it's like, okay, you end up skipping that because it's like, I, I can't pour my entire budget into one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we ended up dropping over a hundred dollars for just uh, a few. I mean, we were gone. We were, we were gone from the house for three and a half hours. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, right. uh, like Bo, how much when you, when you go to universal, um, did you go this year, by the way? No, I wasn't able to go this year, but I do. Okay. I, I I try to get there about every other year. How much is that? Uh, you know, I mean, I plan on for for the Halloween Horror Night. Like, we get the Express Pass and the whole deal. So you, you know, have, you, you have, have like to almost two hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, but you you're paying for like, hey, I'm gonna go see like Mike was saying these really well done right, haunts right, right. and. Right. And, and it's also awesome. and it's the fast pass as well. So yeah, and I'm gonna be able to see everything. I'm gonna be able to hit a couple a couple of times tonight. And yeah, um, they they make it worth it because they have a ton of haunts. It's not like you're paying. Oh wait, so you can actually go through them multiple times if you want. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, see, that makes it. That's better. That's definitely yeah. better. And, and they do packages where like you can do like specifically so you can do just the Halloween Horror Night stuff and then there's ones you can do like the whole park and then like the fast passes for everything like you can they've got every kind of package you can imagine for that fucking thing yeah, oh, it, yeah. it's uh, but I, I've never regretted the money I've spent on that mm-hmm. uh, because I always have a, a blast you know I mean it, it's sort of like those people who go to Christmas Town and shit in Oklahoma oh, yeah. or whatever and are just like completely nut- nutso about tinsel um, it it's nice to see a park that's just like fuck it, let's Halloween this shit up, <laughs> and 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 do such a good job. Like the from the time they close the park to the time they reopen it for Halloween Horror Nights, it's astounding how much work is done. Uh, oh yeah, yeah uh, it's, it's I remember cool. when Six Flags used to do Fright Fest every year, and I I assume they still do. I, I don't think know, they still do, but uh, um, the one- that was really fun. The one closest to me, which is Vallejo, Vallejo, about 45 minutes, they still do it, and 
you can tell their the budget increases every year, but and for like anyone from this area, it's it's cool because it's the closest probably to where me and David live. It's kind yeah. of the midway point between us, so it's not like I can make it to Southern California every single year. It's not bad. I think Great America's uh, is slightly better, but. Um, you can tell that they know that it's a popular enough attraction that every year it looks like they get their budget increased and they go more more full throttle with it. So mm-hmm. it's cool. And it's Six Flags. So. Right, exactly. So, I mean, they have they have the budget if they want. They got the budget, money. But yeah, they got yeah. the money. Um, Bo, I was going to ask you, since we're kind of on this topic, have you ever done the, uh, the Queen Mary uh, haunt? I have not. It's pretty good. It's in uh, Long Beach. Um, it's, I went the first year I was down there with, uh, my friend Doug from season pass podcast. Uh, he took me as like his, one of his plus ones and it was really good. I heard, I think this is like maybe the fourth or fifth year. This is the first year they've, they've changed it around and added more onto it. So maybe next year, if I go down with him again, we're going to hit that one up because I wouldn't mind see for the, for the, being the first year when I went to it, it was really good because the, the huge ship is in the harbor, obviously, so they have like a few haunts on the ship, and then they have like a midway, and then they have haunted houses like out in the parking lot and stuff. So, I mean, for being the first year when I went, it, it was really good, so I can only imagine it's gotten really better. Nice. And uh, shout out here locally to a, a place called Nashville Nightmares, uh, which is uh, done by the same folks who do the Full Moon Horror Movie Festival, horror uh, convention here in town as well. Um, and they do, it's usually like three houses, mm-hmm. uh, at, in the same location. And those ticket prices tend to be like 40, 50 bucks. But again, you're getting at least three houses out of that. And the production right. value tends to be pretty good. Also, that is the haunt where I saw a dude who was, uh, clearly an amputee, uh, leaning into that shit and being in a room that was like a, a classroom kind of thing, right? Dragging himself along by his little stumpy body with, uh, <laughs> you know, like latex blood and shit trailing behind him and whatnot. It, like it, it was one of the more like unsettling things I've ever seen in a haunted house where it's like, oh my god, that's a good effect. Holy shit, that guy doesn't have legs for real. Um, <laughs> Uh, but he was fantastic. Like I, I've had a great time. We've been to Nashville Nightmares a couple of times now, and it it nice. always is uh, is worth the cash. I've I've had a great time, and I think that's the push pull of those events. Is you know, hey, if you're charging ten bucks for them, mm-hmm. eh, they're probably not going to be great. And if you're right. charging forty fifty, like the the audience's level of sophistication about this shit is so high now. That right. you have to be able to put together some kind of set pieces in your haunted houses, and that shit's probably Justify expensive. Justify your price. Well, yeah, yeah, and Nashville Nightmares does that. Like they're kind of pricey, but there's there's always something in the houses that's like, oh, that's something that is clearly new. Like they're buying and and right, uh, right. getting new new shit uh, all the time. But then you also got to think about like, well, where do you put all this shit when it's not Halloween? Like yeah. you're Ara- well, like Erebus, year round. Erebus is there year round. They just open through September and October, but they they occupy the building. It's a, like a three story, four story building, and I think three stories of it are the haunt. 
Um, and they actually change their theme every year. But the issue with that, the reason I wanted to go somewhere somewhere different this year, because I only had one night in the entire month. I had one night when I was going to get to do something. And I was like, I don't want to go to Erebus again. If I get one night, I want to try something new. Because they're always the same. And that's what that's what kind of irritates me about them is that they're they're like, oh, well, this year our theme is time travel. This year our theme is contamination. This year our theme, yeah, but you're doing the same stuff. You're just calling it something different. And it's yeah. um, they may have like one new thing, but to me, I didn't even realize that that from one year to the next, their theme had changed. It was that similar to me. You go yeah. through the same thing. You go through like this whole like elevator thing and it shakes and all of that so they might have some different signage on the walls you know to indicate right. whether it's time travel or contamination but otherwise the process is still the same and i was like you know no i don't want to i want to do something totally different you know there's stuff about it i really like like they have those you know like when you go through those squeezy rooms with the big pillows or like the inf yeah. inflatable things and you kind of i love doing that like i love the the, the really interactive stuff um, and they have that stuff and that's fun, but you know, I don't know. I want something different. When you went to Holly or Horror Nights, you're talking Orlando, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay, see, uh, I, was, I was confused. I started asking you about something in Long Beach because I was thinking Hollywood Horror Nights, but you're, yeah, you're the other side of the country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the, and I, I have a friend of mine who is in, um, Orlando. So when I go down, it's to kind of visit him and his family, but also while I'm there. Um, and in, in the interest of full disclosure, a lot of times I don't have to pay for anything uh, because he works for Disney. And even though it's not universal, there's plenty of, you know, incestuous trading that goes on between Disney and universal down there. Oh, so, wow, so a lot of times cool. those tickets get kind of swapped around and, and oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a real fortunate circumstance that, but I have. Don't get me wrong. It's like I don't go for free every time, and when I pay, right. I, I don't mind. But when I don't have to pay, it's even better. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. Though. It's such a great event. You're telling me if I show up there and I'm like, yeah, my name is Bo Ransdell. <laughs> you should, you should have me on the list. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did get though. Uh, that wouldn't work, by the way. Don't. Listeners at home, don't try that anywhere. Quite frankly, that's going to get you arrested. I got warrants. Um, <laughs> but like, oh, uh, you are, huh? Okay, step to the side and wait right here. Actually, now that I think about it, listeners, be sure to tell every officer you see that you're Bo Ransdell. <laughs> or some of the heat off me for once. Um, but yeah, I, I one thing I really dig about those events is not just the the houses, um, which are always very cool and very well done. Uh, but the whole park is one big haunted house kind of, because there are people wandering around amongst you all the time, kind of like they do in the lines for local haunted houses, but it's just on such a bigger scale. Mm -hmm. And, and there are themed areas like one area is the walking dead area. And one area is the, also the walking dead area. And then one area is King Kong or something, you know? Um, and all that stuff is real cool. I, I just, I, I, that event has always been my happy place. Okay. Nice. Cool. Okay, so um, let's kind of shoot through Sony or that. <clears throat> let's shoot through the uh, stuff we've seen recently or what we've watched for October. Uh, yeah, just highlights, I guess. 
uh, rapid fire this one because we do have some news and a whole bunch of questions to get through. So, uh, Mike, highlights you've seen this month? Well, um, I've <laughs> I've been behind on everything I should be watching, considering I do a TV podcast. But um, Exorcist, Walking Dead just got back. Fear the Walking Dead recently ended. Uh, basically, if it's airing on TV, Z Nation, I you know you can chalk it up as I've probably been watching it. Although I checked my DVR this morning, and I was like, wow, I'm multiple episodes behind on some things. Um, I. What I, I I haven't seen Jigsaw. Didn't get the chance. I want to see it. Um, I just went to the theater to see something, and now I can't remember. But a lot of what I've been watching is stuff I've been watching for other shows, for other podcasts. Uh, I watched Dead of Night, 1945, and 1977 for evil episodes. Uh, we're doing Monster Squad on the Rat Radio podcast. Nice. Theme Warriors, we just uh, put out. It's uh, We picked four, mo- four horror movies with no uh, body count or deaths on screen. So mm. that was it was hard to find four, but we got them. And uh, <laughs> uh, that's, you know, I don't, I've watched about a lot of random stuff, but I don't want to get into everything just because it's, uh, I'm sure everyone else's list is longer than mine. I, I man, my my weeknights have been just ruined by having kids. So I guess <laughs> the lesson is, if you like to watch horror movies after work, don't have kids because <laughs> you will not be watching horror movies as much as you used to. All right, uh, Jamie. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I was saying uh, off air that we just watched the second episode of Lore on Amazon, mm-hmm. and that is really cool. I highly recommend that. And if those of you who aren't familiar, it's from the podcast of the same name, and they basically just took that and made it into a show, added some live action and some animation. It's it's very cool. I, I think it's enjoyable. Um... Went to the theater most recently to see Happy Death Day. Um, well, that was on the 13th. And wow, that was so fun. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. It was exactly what I was expecting it to be. And uh, which was basically a slasher version of Groundhog Day. Um, and that's pretty much what it was. And <laughs> it was it was really fun. The, the main characters were great. I cared about them. I even had some feels. It was um, <laughs> it was very cool. So I recommend that as well. Other than that, we've been um, gorging ourselves on some foreign horror for um, this October, our passport to Halloween, and um, been, and that's just we've been hopping the globe all over doing that. And uh, after we watched Night of the Demons, we kept going and watched Night of the Demons too. So oh, nice. That's pretty much the highlights, I think. Okay, Bo. Uh, I have watched um, Gerald's game uh, recently. I thought oh, yeah. was was real good. Uh, I I got my uh, issues with the the way it wraps up, but eh, yeah, it's kind of small complaints compared to how good the movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally got around to watching that Death Note uh, Adam oh, Wingard yeah. adaptation, uh, which I thought was just fine. I, I thought it was uh, it, at, at times it did feel very close notes and also very rushed, but you know, uh, they're trying to tell a big story, but I, I thought they got most of the stuff right. And 
the fact that they said it uh, in the U.S. I don't, I don't like. I know a lot of people were complaining about the whitewashing of, of that story, but it's like, yeah, but you know, so was Magnificent Seven. You know, like yeah. every now and again, we just steal something. We're like, we're going to put some white people in that and see how it does. Um, and that was the case with uh, Death Note, and I bet I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Then I saw uh, the latest adaptation of The Mummy, uh, starring Tom Cruise. And that movie is uh, is just a god awful train wreck. Um, it's it's almost worth watching because of how bad it is. It, right. It's it's almost to that point of like I don't I don't understand scene to scene what movie this is trying to be. Um, at times it, it is a perfectly serviceable action movie. Uh, at times it's an almost serviceable horror movie. Uh, at other times, it's almost a serviceable, serviceable like buddy comedy romp kind of film. Uh, but when it tries to do all of those things in the same movie, it turns out it's just a big pile. Um, um, all right. <laughs> and uh, a, a dark song is another one I watched recently that I, I like quite a bit. Um, very, very unusual film. I've, I haven't seen a movie quite like it. Uh, this year certainly and um, approaches the idea of like supernatural or satanic rituals and and that sort of thing in a way that I I thought was really compelling and it it was uh, it was a great watch I I, I like a dark song is one that like Duncan said it's in his top five this year I'm not sure I'm there with him yet yet, Hmm. but I've been wanting to go back and watch it a lot and and I pointedly did not see Jigsaw Netflix? Uh yeah, sure is. Okay. Uh but yeah, yeah. yeah I really like liked that. I wouldn't say it's in my top five for the year, but I do I, I did really like it. Um all right, so th- this breaks my brain a little bit. Mike, explain to me why you want to see Jigsaw in a way that normal people would understand it. I like the Saw series. <laughs> I mean, all right, let, let me stop you there. That doesn't check out. Uh try again. <laughs> I really like the Saw series. No, no. See, I that's where you that lose far. me. It's, I mean, is where uh, you look at those movies and say, "I should, I should watch another one of those." I'm a sucker for shameless, gratuitous death scenes. I guess I don't. All right. Uh, see, well, that I can accept. Okay, good. Third time. I heard the jumping. chick from It Stains the Sand Red is in Jigsaw. What's interesting is like I don't really know anything about it other than it's a new Saw movie. Like I, I saw yeah. the trailer when it first came out. But I haven't really read into it. I mean, of course, they're playing with the is Jigsaw back, which I would assume no, unless they're doing something even more ridiculous. But I don't really, other than like, okay, it's a new Saw, which is fine. I mean, like I said, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna Saw, a Saw apologist, but uh, I don't really know what the story is besides, oh, someone else is killing people. So I. I don't know. I know Willis liked it. Willis Wheeler. I've seen him compliment. Willis likes a lot of things. I haven't really seen much said about it otherwise by anyone, positive or negative. Maybe I just haven't been online a lot since uh, it came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I I thought the Saw series, it definitely had its weak points. I thought it rebounded all right with six. Yeah. Seven, seven looked like an excuse to, to have that ending that they probably should have done like three sequels before that and then ended the series there. Um, but overall, I, I have a fun time with all of them. 
despite you know plenty of problems with some of the later installments i i think the first one's really good i think the first three could it be its own trilogy and you could end it right there and it, it'd be perfectly fine i think it ran into trouble when uh spoiler jigsaw was officially gone it's like oh here's kind of the replacement but not really did you but just put a spoiler up? warning for a saw yeah i know i know uh it's been like a decade well, you know, yeah, it really has. spoilers who cares you know yeah. we, because we talk about tv so much that i'm so used to like talking about stuff that just happened that I, I'm, I'm always throwing spoiler warnings for everything even though when like we really don't need to yeah but, uh yeah it I don't know. I, I think part of it too was when they were coming out every year, it was kind of like the thing to go do in October, like, oh, a new saw. Well, if it's Halloween, it must be saw. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's some marketing right. bullshit. That's something they <laughs> said, not people said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bo so, hates yeah, saw. We understand. I know. It's yeah, just well, right. I, I thought it I was dead. Years ago, years ago, <laughs> I remember guys. going through this with Bo, where he watched and reviewed every single Saw film around uh, Halloween time. Was it? Uh, was that on Last Block? Yeah, it was, was and I back, think it was right? leading up to the final one. The final one, yeah, and uh, that was a harrowing experience. I was there firsthand. It was not pretty. And so he, I think he's scarred from that, you know. I also suffered a similar fate when I was going to go on Banana Laser and I was going to talk about the, like, the sixth one or something. So I had to watch all of them so I could, you know, be up to date or whatever. And I did it all in one day. Oh, and my God. Is not a good idea. It is not. Don't ever do that. It is so bad. And I just was in this deep, dark depression when <laughs> it was horrible. Um, so, yeah, we both have our own battle scars from that series. However, I am curious to see Jigsaw. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to Morbidly see curious. what they do. As, yeah. as soon as I saw that they put that colored filter back in place, I was see, like, I can't. I wanted to see. Did they? I, I was curious to see if they took that out. Oh no, no, no! There's that shot of like uh, the the folks in the like oh, the bucket. bucket head cages or whatever, and it's in that same shitty green U that makes me oh, want to vomit just that. looking at it. Yes, uh, that's, a, that's exactly what made me so depressed that time. I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ, I've never seen so much green in all my life. Those movies <laughs> look like absolute garbage. Like from the first one on, they look terrible and they never looked good. Uh, oh, I like the first one. I think the first one's good. good. I just th th like this is where this is where things all started going wrong for me. When when Saw came out, that was all right. Well, anyway, <laughs> now that we've had Bo's uh, fucking. Saw tirade. Jamie's on my side here. In yeah. fairness, yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, saw I, murdered your I, family, but she I still wants to go that. see it. So by default, she's on my side. Yeah, well, you're right. I don't want right. to go Fuck. see it. No, no, I don't want to go see it. I just want to see it eventually. But they're not getting my money. But so I, could, uh, I could be anywhere from this afternoon to <laughs> when it comes out on Blu-ray. <laughs> but uh, no, I like I said, I was I was there and. Uh, I am, yeah. I mean, we're talking some PTSD. 
Yeah, I actually, I actually had planned to marathon out the whole franchise before seeing Jigsaw, and what a fool I was to think I had the time to do that. <laughs> this is how far I got into doing that. Be thankful you didn't. I grabbed Thank the box set. God I moved the rack you did not have time to do on that. The coffee table. <laughs> yeah, and I stared at it for a night, and like, why did I think I could do this? Like, I barely have time to watch a movie a night after work, and I thought I was going to watch seven in a couple days. No, it's not happening. And coming from the guy who once watched the Ouija experiment, <laughs> there are better ways to spend your time than with a Saw film. All right. So anyway, I watched some stuff too. What? Saw movies? <laughs> no, I have now actually did not watch the Saw movies. You know how uh, I feel about those, David. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I watched Scars of Dracula, which is real good. Um, that's a whole lot of fun hammer shit in that movie. Oh yeah. And Dracula dies in an absurd way. It's pretty fucking hilarious. It's no uh, Dracula has risen from the grave, but Scars of Dracula is just fine. Yeah. Um, the hell else did I watch? Oh, I watched Scream because that's a, a movie I really liked, and I break out every now and then. Um, shit, what else did I watch? Oh, I watched um the was it twenty seventeen? Did Ghost in the Shell come out this year? Ghost in the Shell, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I saw that. That was real dumb. <laughs> like real dumb and real long. It's under two hours, right? That's a bad combination. Uh, no, I, th- it, I think it's two hours. It felt like two and a half hours. I'm not 100% sure, honestly. Well, so does the original. Let's be honest. The original's at least good. The, the original is very pretty. I, I would not necessarily argue that it's a great movie. Eh, it's also been a long time since I've seen it. So, But anyway, yeah, the, the live action one is real fucking bad. Um, I got about 20 minutes into Beyond the Gates and then turned that shit off. Yep. That's real bad. Uh, Didn't really get better. Yeah, no, it was real bad. Um, let's see. Oh, I saw the Wonder Woman, finally. That was real good. I like that. And yeah, I think that. No, uh, I think that's pretty much it. I th- uh, Have you oh, seen- I watched the. There was a documentary about 2080 uh, on Amazon that I'm drawing a blank on the title of that was really good. Um, so I'm sure Duncan or well Baz would probably enjoy it because I know he's in the comics. Um, and then I watched Seven Psychopaths, and that was it. And that was okay. Did you see the trailer for Punisher on Netflix? No, I don't care. Oh, you're yeah, not a Punisher fan? It's pretty I just cool. Don't, I, just, I, don't, I, I don't did. I think it looks pretty cool. It looks amazing. I just, I just I'm not watching the Marvel shows. There's finally a date, November 17th. So get excited, David. It's nah. the only Marvel show I even care about. Yeah, so, I'm so. not really a comic book person, period, but I've always just liked The Punisher because it doesn't yeah. really come off like a superhero. So it's like the not. Not. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So uh, it it looks really good. So All right. there. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's it for opening stuff. Uh, so let's go ahead and oh, actually, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna jump into the news. Be quiet a second, will you? It's eight o'clock in Los Angeles. It's nine o'clock in Denver. It's ten o'clock in Chicago. In Baltimore, it's six forty-two. Time for the eleven o'clock report. Here's Johnny. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. 
and I'm all out of bubble. Game over, man! Game over! Your mother sucks cops in hell. Hello, and it's time for the news. That was really excited. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, it's the Halloween edition. Yeah, I'm with you. Ooh, spooky news! Spooky news! <laughs> I mean, it's always spooky okay. news because it's horror horror it's, news. That's but true. That is extra spooky. Even spookier news. <laughs> this is news with candy corn. <laughs> this is the ghosts of other news. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Hear that cackle? There's a witch reading the news tonight. <laughs> okay. First up, the green slime, gooey 1969 Japanese Italian American classic comes to Blu ray for the first time. The brains behind Batman, Battle Royale, and Wild Wild Planet were also behind one of the most riotous and bizarre cult movies of all time. We're talking about 1969's The Green Slime. Japano-Italo-American no sci-fi horror camp classic that underscores the importance of wiping your feet. Ivan Reiner, chief writer on the famed Gamma One Quadrilogy Wild Wild Planet War of the Planets War Between the Planets and the Snow because that doesn't fit and, and his co-writer on the Snow Devils the legendary bat scribe Bill Finger teamed up with the legendary Kenji Fukus- Fukusaku to direct I sound like Duncan trying to get to the name to direct that. oh oh for fuck's sake <laughs> To direct them. my Scottish tongue. This, this, he's so cute, though. It's, it's adorable. I mean, he actually reminds me of me every time he tries to do it. I'm like, I feel you, brother, when I'm doing the news. Um, <laughs> to direct this. Did we lose someone? Uh, I don't know. No. Hang on. no, I was posting a oh. picture from the film oh. The Green Slime okay. into the Good chat. Change. Sorry about Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh no, it's cool. Uh, teamed up with the legendary Kenji Fukusaku. Fukusaku, you're killing me. Gamma One Plus Tale. Oh, Mister, I do a Japanese movie show. That's what you said. I I do, and that was terrible. It wasn't close. Um. Yeah. Tale that was an instant mondo cine sensation. After a perilous mission to blow up a huge earthbound asteroid, a group ret- a crew returns to its space station unaware a bit of ooze from the surface clings to a crewman's uniform. It's like snot. The green goop grows into murderous tentacled monsters whose festering wounds turns into more monsters. My cat just turned his head. Um, <laughs> and this slime glows like never before thanks to to the pristine 1080p presentation that reveals the file films what the fuck <laughs> long hidden secret behind the wires and latex there lurks a mini masterpiece of swinging 60s pop pop art direction the green slime star robert horton richard jackal 
Jake will probably and Luciana Paluzzi and and now Warren Archive have dragged the gooey classic. That was Warren. To... <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I but you know what's weird. I'm getting old. That's the, the English language, apparently. <laughs> no. <laughs> My eyes are losing focus, like, as I'm trying to read this. And um, it's difficult for me to uh, to focus on things. That's Grandma why. Jamie needs her bifocals. It's, it's, I do. Um, anyway, letterboxed, yada. You can order your copy of the Green Slime direct from Warner Archive today. So there's that. Yeah, I that sounds. I'm excited to see that on Blu-ray. I remember seeing it when I was a kid because uh, if Richard Jekyll was in a horror film, I watched it. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it's cool. It's very weird. I I honestly did not know the lineage of that until we started talking about this. So uh, I'll, I'll have to check it out. That sounds great. Nice. That is cool. Actually, I was not aware that Bill Finger was involved in that. I had never heard of the and- movie. Prior to this, um, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, new, yeah. Bo's got a new movie to watch on uh, Hero Hero Go Show. That's yeah. right. I, only yeah, he can only I'm watch not... a third of it. Yeah. Well, I, that that'll be the deal. I'll I'll only talk about it for like three minutes. <laughs> um. Okay. Next on spooky news. Uh, I wish I had some chains. I was handy. I was speaking of this earlier, and uh, this makes me happy. Um, happy Death Day is another win for Universal and Blumhouse. Mark up another win for Universal Pictures and Blumhouse Productions low-budget horror films as Happy Death Day easily topped the weekend box office with the estimated $26.5 million from 3,149 theaters, an average of 8 thousand four hundred fifteen dollars per location the film which cost just four point eight million dollars to make and received a cinema score i'm sorry a b cinema had fallen that had run off the page it was just it got one i'm not gonna tell you what <laughs> it got a b um is its ninth uh, bloomhouse's ninth number one opening and its third film to open number one this year alone following the successes of split and get out Internationally, Happy Death Day opened in 11 markets, where it earned $5 million for a global weekend take of $31.5 million. That was kind of underwhelming. Uh, next weekend, the film opens in 16 more markets, including Sweden, Taiwan, the UK, and Ireland. Uh, and, of course, this is um, uh, this is this has already happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Duncan actually saw it, and he liked it, too. Yeah, sorry about that. I didn't uh, double-check the uh, date on that one. Drop, dropping to second place as Blade Runner hit. Um, it grossed $60 million after two weeks. So that's cool. I mean, it's still good for a $4.8 million film. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is nothing to complain about. Yeah. Uh, and I was actually and, very pleased to see that it was getting some good reviews. And for a non... Like, for an unknown property to beat Blade Runner... Yeah. Even in the second week is pretty really astounding. Good. 
but it's yeah. also October, and it's you know we haven't really had a whole lot of horror movies this month. I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I'm jumping the, the story a bit, but the, like it is still in the in the like top four. So, but um, can't not make money apparently. It's also PG thirteen. And a lot of people were kind of like, meh, about that. But then I guess it sort of opens it up to a teen audience as Mm -hmm. well. Um, It was PG-13. I thought it was an R. It it is. No, I I wish it had been R. And that's my only real issue with it is that it feels neutered because it is. Mm -hmm. um, Because it is PG-13. However, it was so enjoyable. It was so well written as far as like, I just enjoyed the character so much that it didn't really bother me it being mm. pg-13 i didn't mind okay. so i don't feel like it hurt it in yeah. that respect you know and i do I f- wish it had been a little bloodier but you know whatever yeah but. i feel like if i, I seem to th- i want to say i read something about like this one having issues with the mpaa i don't I did, remember yes. so yeah. i would i would almost guarantee that we'll see an unrated version on blu-ray uh when it gets released with all the the stuff they had to cut for, for NBA. Yeah, and I am. I am hoping so, and then I think that it will be better. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But, I mean, I want to uh, see it anyway. But it's a it's a fun movie. It's a it's if you like John Hughes, <laughs> I think you'll definitely be able to appreciate this. There's a little bit of a Hughes injection in there, okay. and um, I'm not a huge John well Hughes done, fan, I mean, but the uh, the trailer had my had my interest. And I was like, this looks like it's gonna be fun, and I know you liked it. I know Duncan liked it. Um, a buddy of mine texted me the other day. He was about to go and see it, and he's like, yeah, it was fun. So I was like, all right, cool. I guess I'm going to go see this at some point. Well, I reached out to three people specifically after I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. One was Dan Chase, because I kind of felt after, like, I felt after watching Scream, after I watched this. Like, it was very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one, uh, another one was Duncan, and another one was Andrew Huff. Mm-hmm. And... All three of them have since seen it, and all three of them said that I was right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I think I saw Andrew posted on Facebook that he liked it too. So, yeah. awesome. And I, I even mean... on his wedding day is when I went to see it. Aww. And I was like, I know it's your wedding day, but you have to see this movie. <laughs> okay, probably not today, but at some point you got to see this movie. <laughs> Drop everything you're doing. I, know. <laughs> I, I messaged him on Facebook. I was like, hey, congrats. And he's like, oh, thank you. And he was like, you know, he's like, Oh, all this new uh, Friday the Thirteenth content is dropping. I just want to play this game, but you know, kind of on my honeymoon right now. And I'm like, Shh, it's fine. Just tell the fuck off when you want to play video games for a while. You guys are married now. It's fine. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way, to Andrew. Yes. Um, super happy for him. Love the dude. Don't know what his partner's name is, but congratulations to guys. Actually, we're supposed to play this weekend. I think, or we're gonna try to. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. yeah. I haven't played that game yet, but I have it now. It is so. super fun. Um, yeah. This is actually going out. This episode will be out on Halloween. Um, so I think the Steam Halloween sale will still be going on. I don't know for sure. If you are hearing this on Halloween, for the love of God, and you have Steam and you don't have Friday yet, it's on sale for like 20 bucks. Um, but you're playing on PS4, right? No, I'm playing on Xbox. Oh, okay. I don't have, an, I don't have PS4 anymore. <laughs> Um, I will again at some point, but no, I bought an Xbox. Um, so I, I have a few people, uh, like Andrew is one of the people I play with periodically. Um, I've got a couple other Facebook people on there. Um, but yeah, super fun. I actually jumped into a game this morning before I, uh, got it ready for this. Um, the new, the new patch seems pretty good. I haven't played with Jason, so I don't know 
how the changes have affected him. Um, but I think generally speaking, the, the fixes have been really good. The new content they added is great. Um, like they just added Fox from, I want to say part three. I think she was part three. Yeah. Part three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's just been added. She's not bad. She's a pretty good counselor. I was playing her today. Um, the hippie guy they added will do do yeah. The hippie dude they added um is pretty good. Chuck? Uh Mitch. Or was it not us? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Mitch. He's just some like random hippie looking dude. Okay. Um he's not bad. Uh the emotes are pretty funny. I've bought all basically I've bought all of the available DLC except for the new kill pack cuz it's like 3 bucks and I'm like I just don't want to spend that right now. Um but like I bought the Halloween costumes and those are all really funny. Um <laughs> So yeah, it's super fun. I fucking love the game. Um, I'm super excited for the new stuff coming out. Um, they just announced Paranoia is a new mode coming, but they didn't say what it is really. Although from the teaser video, it seems like they're introducing a Friday the 13th part five element to the game where Ooh. you don't know who the, who Jason is. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that seems to be what I got from the trailer. Like, because they've been because they've been doing the on like Twitter, they've been posting the this um, teaser image of like eight dots, I think, and then one of them would be blue, and like everyone was like, okay, well, it's gonna be Roy because it was the same color of his mask. So everyone's like, oh, well, it's gonna be Roy, and then like they hadn't announced anything, and everyone's just like, well, what the fuck? And then like they just posted the video like yesterday, um, Friday. Um, using the Suspiria theme actually to set up this really kind of cool little psychedelic video uh, which I'm assuming you know from what I gathered watching it is establishing this idea of this paranoia ma- uh, play um, mode so I think it could be cool um, single player is coming still um, they've got a they released a roadmap I want to say a couple months ago showing like where they're going with DLC and stuff and looking they've been hitting their marks pretty close or I mean, there's no dates on it, but there's a general time frame of stuff, and you know, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the new Jason they released is pretty awesome. Part four, um, the new the new map, the Jarvis map, is fucking cool. Um, yeah. So yeah. Hey, can I, I can yeah. I Jamie Jenkins yeah, yeah, yeah. salmon something? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it, Jamie Jenkins is better. Yeah. For for these, it's fine. Purposes. It's fine for that purpose. That's yeah. that's still yeah. that's still okay. Yeah. So, uh, because I feel like that was, uh, anyway. Um, no, it's grandfathered in. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. So, anyway, speaking of video games uh, and Steam, mm. pick up uh, a game called Doki Doki Literature Club. Okay. Which presents itself as a, one of, one of them anime style, like dating simulator, visual right. novel things. Yeah. Totally not that. Uh, but it's going to feel like that for about 30 minutes and you're going to feel creepy about playing. <laughs> right. Because you're the an game, adult. Yeah. But the game understands that and it goes places. Ah. I cannot recommend it enough. It okay. is it is almost Lynchian in Ooh. its in the way that it plays with the fact that you are playing a video game. Interesting. And, and and the reason I really recommend it, not just to you, but to listeners mm. at home, even if you have no interest in anime dating simulators, I guess. Right. I mean, what? how could you? Right. Uh, but even if that ain't your bag, um, if you want to play something that could only be a horror story as a video game. Okay. 
Like it could not exist in another format. Right, right, right. And it is very, very cool. Cool. I will check that out then. And I would highly recommend you jump on uh, Friday. I know there's a bunch of uh, bunch of podcasters and listeners are all on PS4 playing in it. So yeah, I I've been trying recommend to recommend I jump on the news. Yeah, we should go on with the news. Stop, <laughs> stop talking about this fucking video game nonsense. I was got a whole show about that. This just oh wait wait, but the news is spooky, so it's like ooh. That sounds like that sounds like you're trying to crank something. Oh god, it's Hank Hill. Let's do some news. <laughs> Boo, y'all. Boo. Uh, I'm a good girl. Um. Clean, burning propane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, here come the ghosts. Toga. I don't know if you guys remember that episode, but anyway. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the silence is everything. Jamie, that Amicus was... Collection on Blu-ray, go. Amicus Collection Blu-ray set coming from Severn Films. Just in time to offer <laughs> horror fans hope of a spooky future beyond and that actually is in the news. Uh beyond the Halloween season, Severn Films has announced the December 5 release of the Amicus Collection Blu-ray, a terrorizing triple feature of ghastly tales from the twisted side of the Thames, newly remastered and packed to the brim with special features. Known as the studio that dripped blood, the British film company Amicus Productions, founded by American writer producer Max J Rosenberg and Milton Sapot built a legacy of horror anthologies and twisted thrillers that remains among the very best genre movies of the 70s. In this trio of Amicus Classics featuring stars that include Peter Cushing, Herbert Loam, Britt Eklund, Patrick McNee, Stephanie Beecham, Calvin Lockhart, Michael Gambon, and Charlotte Rampling, you'll discover the studio's legendary post-mortem asylum, their insane gothic shocker, and now the screaming starts. Oh. Hmm? Oh. Their insane <laughs> gothic shocker, and now the screaming starts. And exclusive to this set, the infamous werewolf whodunit, The Beast Must Die, as well as a oh, that's cool, as well as a bonus disc of Amicus trailers, TV commercials, rare interviews, and more. It's limited. Numbered edition release of only 3,500 units. Wow. Uh, Let's see. To celebrate um, these the momentous reintroduction of these classics, a special Amicus bundle will be available from the Severn website, which includes a set of four Amicus enamel pins, a t-shirt and framed picture featuring brand new Amicus artwork and Amicus, the Friendly Face of Fear book. All items other than the Beast Must Die and the Vault of Amicus sold individually as well. And it comes packed with a shit ton of special features. Yep, which we can go ahead and skip over. Because it's just a whole lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Very special. Wow. But yeah, it seems like a great collection. Like I, you, you know, you've recently been watching uh, some Hammer films, and Amicus is 
the classier hammer, I guess. Yeah, kind uh, of. Like I've seen there, I've seen the the Tales from the Crypt and Vault of Horror movies they've done. Um, I haven't really seen anything else yet, but I tend because mostly because I tend to go towards Hammer because I like the gothic schlock that they make. <laughs> yeah, they like. Amicus is a little more highfalutin, right? Uh, in that their stories are actually, you know, generally have some subtext that <laughs> are oh, a little classier. There's a lot of subtext to the heaving bosoms in the Dracula films. Okay. Oh, I mean, look, the, the Twins of being... Evil is near and dear to my heart. Heaving uh, bosoms. Heaving bosoms. Heaving bosoms. Like that's uh, that's exactly like I was so excited when I sat down and watched Scars of Dracula because I hadn't seen it. I don't think I'd ever seen it actually. So it was like, oh, it didn't hit every note that I love about a Hammer movie. The cheesy day for night shots fucking abundance of heaving bosoms christopher lee looking awesome fucking great um some really good um matte paintings and you know a ridiculous fucking dracula death my favorite character in every hammer film Mm -hmm. is the skeptical boyfriend yeah (laughs) Uh, vampires ah it's a local legend barbara you can't be serious right um he always gets fucking killed Uh uh-huh What's that oh. sound coming from the tower? Oh. Vampires again, Barbara? Hardly. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> anyway, I believe we're on to it's our... so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello! <laughs> they say. Yes. Um, okay, well then, moving on to our last spooky story. This Ooh. is actually very Halloween-y. It's about a dead guy. <laughs> I hope it's more spooky dead grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> Say, um, <laughs> Nightmare City and Cannibal Ferox director Umberto Lindsay has passed away. I did not know that. I actually learned about another one on a podcast. Wow. This did not. This, this was actually did. a couple, like a couple weeks ago. I want to say that this yeah, happened, but. It was. It was. Oh. I re- <laughs> Brian's over here going. I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I did know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, okay. It's uh, who is now a spooky ghost, only not as good as the ghost of Lucio Fulci. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? right. Not I as mean, good. See, I mean, or the um, eventual ghost of uh, you know, I mean, like, yeah, of Deodato, Yeah, you know, it's not exactly like I just you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Italian filmmaker Umberto Lindsay, best known for writing and directing Cannibal Ferox, has passed away at the age of 86. Uh, there's been no official cause of death released. Probably still, being 86. Still the case. Lindsay's resume is massive, including So Sweet, So Perverse, An Ideal Place to Kill, Seven Bloodstained Orchids, Sacrifice, Knife of Ice, Spasmo, Eaten Alive, The House of Witchcraft, Hell's Gate, House of Lost Souls, Nightmare Beach, and Black Demons. His contributions to American cinema can be found in Almost Human, Eyeball, Nightmare City, Cannibal Ferox, and Ghost House. Oh, Ghost House. <laughs> hey, I remember you telling me that now. Yeah, you post <laughs> a, a rock, a bear. Hey, hey, you guys hey, ever- sort it out at home. Yeah. 
We don't want domestic disputes on this show. If you've no, no, I was telling him he's right. If mm. you've ever seen Ghost House, there's this um, there's this recording that kind of plays throughout the film, and it's like you can't tell whether it. It sometimes it sounds like he's going, "Hey Rob, are you there? Hey Rob, <laughs> hey Rob, are you there?" And it's like this creepy ass doll thing. Mm. Um, other times it sounds like a rock, a bear. A rock, <laughs> a bear. I have no idea what the fuck it's actually saying. And I have, um, we've talked, Dave has, Dave knows this movie. We've talked about this. Uh, no one can figure out what the hell this movie is actually saying. But anyway, um, it's not good. No. It's not good at all. Didn't but... <laughs> think it would be. Most of his, most of what of stuff that I've seen is not very good. But Yeah. Umberto yeah. um, Lindsay never saw a movie he didn't think he could make a little bit different and not as good yeah basically you know i mean, like he never I, I, he never saw a movie he didn't he didn't think he could rip off right like i mean god bless the man he had a career in film that lasted for decades yeah much respect and all but let's not gloss over the fact that his movies are always in, on like on the heels of a better version of the movie that he's making right and that's unfortunate yeah all right, so we're going to take a real quick break, and then we're going to do SDTP. The tip of my tongue, my teeth, and my lips. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this show's already dumb. I love it. I know, right? It's a Halloween <laughs> special. We expect. All right, it's time for SDTP. First question. Uh, Juan Rodriguez asks, um, what are your favorite haunted houses or haunted theme parks? We actually covered that earlier. Yes, um, we did. Moving and on. And he asked, no. um, <laughs> have we seen the two, uh, houses of the October built films? And what do we think? I have not seen uh, the sequel. I fucking I didn't have... like the original. I thought it was stupid I, as shit. Yeah. I saw both as well, Jamie, but if you want to. No, go ahead. You, wanna... you can go ahead. I, I thought the first one was a cool idea uh, that it kind of fizzled by the end. Yes. And I, I thought the second was a real disaster. I don't think it's good at all. Nice. Oh, wow. That's interesting because I totally agree with you on the first one. And I actually thought the second one was better. <laughs> I don't, maybe I, um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the second one more. Honestly, of both of them, the parts I really only care about are the parts where they're going through the haunts. Like, mm. I just think that's a cool way to get a film made. Because um, basically, you know, they're like going up to haunts going, I mean, hey, we'll advertise your haunt if you <laughs> let, let us film our movie here. I will agree with you if you ignore the plot of the film. Right. It's much better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I really just like I like the fact that they're going through touring actual haunts. And uh, to me, that's cool. I saw a couple of places because of that film that I'd like to actually travel to and go to. So, um, you know, yeah, the the actual plot plot, though, (laughs) I was really disappointed by the begin by the end of the first one. Yeah. And. And honestly, it was because it went exactly where I thought it would go, and I was hoping yeah. it would go the other direction. Like no. I wanted it to not be what I knew it was going to be, and then it ended up being yeah. exactly what I expected it to be. And then, which is kind of weird because the then you go if you go into the second one, um, it's sort of 
does the opposite of that. <laughs> I it's, mean, it's I constantly trying to subvert your expectations. Yes. Mm. Yes. And as a result, it becomes a confused nonsense mess by the end of it. Yeah, fair enough. And it's, it's real bad. Like I agree with you. I think the idea of going through the haunts and stuff, I would almost enjoy uh, just a documentary that's like, hey, we're going to take you through some of the best haunts in the country. Mm. Like that's a movie I could totally get behind. Houses they have October that documentary Bill. already. So <laughs> American Scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I yeah. I think you're right. I think that's like that's the movie this should be mm-hmm. because they're not good at telling a, a scary story. And some of the imagery is okay, especially in the first one. There's some creepy shit, but um, by the time you know you get to the oh god, Jamie. All right, this is a mild spoiler. But the what is it that the, everyone's telling them to to find seek something blue? No, blue. blue skeleton was the one from. Oh, the first one. Yeah, and the yeah, and then it, this one was like seek hellbound, and yes, the, like yes, literally yes. one of the last shots of the movie is someone rearranging the seek hellbound letters to spell out blue skeleton. Yeah, and you're just like, oh fuck you, houses October. Like, of course that's what it was because no one named something seek whatever. It's stupid. Oh also, god. Also, if I wake up and buy, all right, and the my Winnebago is not where I left it, and I think you know, like I like we, if I go to sleep and then wake up in a different place, which means someone has driven this vehicle, and then the one guy his suit was missing. I mean. I'm just, they were a little too calm about this shit. <laughs> right. For one, I'm not getting out. You know, I'm well, driving off. That's what I'm doing. You drive off and you go immediately to the police, if at all possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right. and then there's, but there, there's kind of the supposition in the film that they're kind of in on it and it's all an elaborate prank on her. Right. But right. then she does the reverse prank and then, then the blue skeleton guys are just watching and filming. But what the fuck for? Like, what, what does that prove? How are well, you? That, yeah, I don't know. That's, it, that's what I said too. Is what does that have? Yeah, right. It's it's what's not. Their end game? You know, it's it not have... a good movie. Is okay. what we're getting at. Yeah. yeah. Mike, your thoughts? Uh, I have not seen the second one, and I don't remember a ton from the first one. I remember when I was watching the first one, I thought the setup was pretty interesting. I liked the concept. I think I liked it through maybe the first couple haunts I visited, but I just remember my enjoyment of it started to deteriorate as the movie went on, and I I vaguely remember how it ended, and I just wasn't thrilled with it when they announced a sequel coming out. I was just like, eh, I mean, I guess I'll see it when I get around to it. That time just hasn't come yet. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll probably watch it just because I want to see how bad it is yeah uh, if it shows up on, inevitably on amazon on netflix right. or whatever then yeah i mean give it a look it's it just don't don't expect nothing from it no all right uh pete quint asks cat people or alligator people uh i mean i think in, i'm assuming he means just in general yeah in general i mean cat people they're sexy yeah I mean, they're like, hey, I'm I'm definitely not a cat person. Want to have sex? And then you're dead. Right. In fairness. But, you know, yeah, sexy cat person sex. At least they don't look like an alligator. Right. I mean, do you want to... Do, 
do you want to exist for your life or do you want to live? And yeah. you can live with a cat person. Yeah. Um, alligator people are just gross, right? I mean, they're just walking advertisements for Jergens. <laughs> and also, a cat person is only gonna kill you once you get down with them. Mm. Or, or if you're, in fairness, Jamie, you're in more trouble on this one because if you're like a rival, you might get a cat person killed. Uh, but other than like alligator people are just going to chomp you no matter what. Yeah, it's true. They're, they're alligator people. They don't, they got nothing going on. <laughs> Jamie, Mike, your thoughts. I'll vote cat people. You, you have laid out a compelling case. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> your honor. <laughs> In the case of cat people, the alligator people, <laughs> my judgment is for our cat people. <laughs> I mean, I don't see any way Jamie doesn't vote for cat people. She might just be doing it on the on mute, but yeah. she's got cat people. Right. She is l- quite literally a cat person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming Jamie's muted for some reason. That's fine. We'll get back. She'll, she'll jump in. Um, <clears throat> she was probably insulted by the question. I'm so- not muted. Oh, well, what happened? <laughs> I just don't care. I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I Maybe don't know. She that, was... that very moment, she was no longer muted. <laughs> no, I meant I was not muted to begin with. Hmm. Probably, I... uh, make sure you're I was over here properly. screaming. <laughs> and I was, I was like, why are they ignoring me? Because <laughs> they couldn't hear you. Oh. All right, yeah, well, cat people. Okay. Sure. All right. Uh, Jerry, Esposito... <clears throat> Jerry Esposito asks... Uh, what do you feel is the most underrated slasher movie? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> uh, um, hmm. I mean, off the top of my head, I am a kind of an apologist for Friday Five. I mean, it's really hard to nail one down because one, it's a subjective question, obviously, right. to begin with. But there's so many slasher movies just to pick one. Like I said, I'm a, I'm an apologist for Jason Five, despite how it ends i think if you can put that aside and a few other things i i think it I think has it's a ironic lot of... that you're calling it jason five <laughs> i know friday five i you know what the hell's wrong with me i'm tired i'm sick what are you gonna do but uh <laughs> i think there's a lot in it that uh traditionally what you would think of a slasher it features a lot of so i think maybe on repeat viewings it it might improve with people so off the top of my head, I'll say that one while you guys pick yours. Maybe I'll think of another one. Okay. Actually, I think that's an excellent choice because uh, often what I have noticed is that uh, people seem to get the meaning of words confused. And nope. And she's gone again. And she's gone we again. lost her. Yeah. Jamie, we lost you. Her microphone was getting confused. <laughs> the meaning of audio. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say maybe, uh, I mean, another one would be Nightmare 2, only because it's kind of grown on me over the years. Uh, I, when I, I originally saw the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I hated it mm-hmm. because it was so off from Am I back? what yes, you right Yes. Okay. Take it away. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I didn't want to interrupt your Nightmare 2 diatribe. That was um, my, well, Jamie's on mute, so I'll say something else. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, no, what I was going to say is what 
I frequently see people talking about things that are, quote, underrated. And really, oftentimes what they mean are just these films aren't talked about a lot. But they'll say something like, you know, oh, I think The Omen is underrated. No, it's fucking not. No yeah, one no. ever underrates The Omen. No one ever says The Omen is a bad film. Those words have never been spoken. And if they have been, thankfully, they were not within my earshot. But <laughs> it's... but. That th- being under discussed and being underrated are two different things. And I think Mike's choice for Friday Five is a good example of an underrated slasher because that's one that a lot of people give a lot of crap to solely because it doesn't have Jason Voorhees. Well, right. that uh, to me, it still has some really fun kills. It still has, I mean, it's got some hilarious characters. And um, it's... It's got the nothing. classic song, Ooh Baby, oh. Ooh Baby. Yeah. Exactly. It's got boobs. Yeah. I, I think and, that, uh, like, I don't dislike that. Like, I, my issue with that one isn't that it's not Jason. It's just my issue with is that it come, the, that movie feels super sleazy to me for some reason. Oh well, well, yeah, and, good, good and obviously it's because from the obviously the director, um, but that I think that's what irks me about that movie, and not so much that it's not Jason. Like I think it's still a pretty good, it's a good slasher. It's definitely under, an underrated slasher, um, but yeah, it's just it's really it's really skeevy to me within the context of the rest of the series. It's just like, ugh, the fuck. Oh sure, <clears throat> um, like because the first thing that popped to mind, or mm. well. If I was going to say, hey, what's a slasher that nobody really talks about well, yeah, well, that's that I think is really good, I would say something like Cold Prey. Mm. Because to me, that whole series is amazing. Like, it's a it's a trilogy that I think every one of those is solid. And um, I think I bought the I first one. Just, I just posted that yesterday, I think. So it's, um, so that's what I would say for that. But as far as, like, underrated, I mean, I honestly... Can't think of any that except um, maybe the Nightmare remake. <laughs> and I'm out of here. <laughs> Good night, folks. Yeah, sorry, shutting down the show again. Yep, it's all done. Uh, Bo, what about you? Uh, I like the Prowler for this one. Okay, I, I think suppose... that's a great movie. And Who says and... that's a bad movie. Uh, I just you know maybe I'm I'm going the people don't talk about this movie much. Uh, I feel like that's so a level of appreciation. Confused, you're confused about the meaning of words. I, I get uh, it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I most of the time. Um, not sure. I, I take this criticism from you, Jenkins. But um... <laughs> well, I mean, I think in the in the context of the question and the typical usage of the term underrated when referring to movies, we're talking about under, you know, underappreciated is what we're talking about. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And also, I, I, I think that I, I would argue that the Prowler is better than most people give it credit for, though. Yeah. I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot smarter. I think it 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 it's a lot more stylish. Yeah. Uh, than than most people like kind of lump it into that. Hey, it's kind of a Friday the Thirteenth ish film, and uh, I don't know that that's uh very true. I think yeah. there's a lot more going on in that movie. Yeah. I, yeah, that was one of those I was also thinking about that one. Um. But actually, I was going to go with um, uh, Hell Knight. Uh, Jerry actually was watching. I think. Oh, I that's good. Yeah, like he was. Shit, even he was saying movie. like, "Oh, he's like, like I think it was probably prompted it." 
Um, cause he posted about watching it and then being like an underrated slasher. And I was like, yeah, that is, it's really good. Like that one's one that really flies under the radar for some reason. It's like, and it's weird. Cause it's like, it's fucking Linda Blair. So like it should be more popular than it is or, or more appreciated, but it's just, I don't know. It seems like nobody really has seen it or knows about it. Anyway, question for Jamie. Mm-hmm. Mark Harrison asks, um, which Georgia is best, <laughs> Georgia the American state or Georgia the nation in the caucus in the caucus region? I would, I think I would, I would have to say the American state, um, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it's not being uh, invaded by the Russians currently. Um, yeah, at least yeah, currently <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Now it does get hot as shit down there, right. and uh, very uncomfortable. And, and there's probably more rednecks than <laughs> than the other Georgia. But yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Overall, I'd have to say that I, th- I think it's better. You know, we've got peanuts and peaches. Ooh, and Jimmy Carter. Yeah, and The Walking Dead shoots there. That's right. All right. <clears throat> yep. Okay, so. Uh, we have a whole bunch of questions regarding Halloween stuff. So, uh, Andrew Huff asks, what is your favorite Halloween tradition? Ooh. Uh, pumpkin carvings up there for me. I really like that. I do too. Yeah. I like going to haunts. That's one of our favorite things. And carving jack-o'-lanterns, I have to get that in every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mike? Uh, for me, I mean, when I was growing up, it was, uh, kind of the mix of trick or treating myself or with friends and kind of racing back home at the halfway point of trick or treating to watch a Treehouse of horror, because in those days they actually aired it on Halloween, regardless of where in the season the Simpsons was, oh, yeah. they, they would put it actually on Halloween. So we would. We would go on trick or treat for a little while, and we all had watches because no one had cell phones back then. And <laughs> you knew when it was about to start, so we'd go home, wa- eat some candy while we watched Treehouse of Horror, and then go back out for some more. Um, recently, I mean, now what else can I say? I have kids now that are of trick or treating age, so it's kind of getting getting them their costumes, getting them involved in the holiday, and all that kind of good stuff. Okay. Yeah, for me, it was usually like trick-or-treating and pumpkin carving. Last couple of years, I haven't really done much of anything because I haven't had time and I've been working. Um, yeah, that, that when you work uh, on that day, yeah, it really screws things up. Or it, Not only when you work on that day, but when you, it's in the middle of the week like it's going to be for the next yeah. few years. If you work the next day, that's I think that even makes it even worse because yeah. it's you're watching horror movies and it gets to that time of night like well i'd love to be up all night watching movies but uh i gotta get up for work yeah all right uh mark asks halloween cereal yay or nay uh yay. like Hall- halloween versions of cereal I, i'm assuming or halloween uh, the movie the cereal <laughs> where can i get some of that with like marshmallow butcher knives and tombstones yeah, nice. monster cereal. Yeah, yeah, I love monster cereals. I've I've proclaimed I my do. love for those many a times on this show. But they don't. Did they come out this year? Because yeah. we haven't seen them at all. Yeah, um, they apparently did come out. Um, 
because Vanessa actually um, <laughs> commented to me that like they'd come out. I guess I guess she'd see him around Memorial Day, and then didn't see him until like last week at her local oh, wow. Target. So I was like, I guess there must have been. I'm assuming there must have been like some shipping issue over there. Um, I haven't been to my local Target yet because I've been fucking lazy and broke. Um, but I'm probably gonna try and hit it up this next weekend after I get paid to see what they've got left over for uh, after Halloween sale stuff. Um, um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't really seen any of the other like Halloween themed. I, I don't know if other cereals do Halloween themed stuff. Usually I see it occasionally, but I haven't bought cereal in so long. I think there's a Halloween cap and crunch that comes out. Oh, maybe it's like green oh. or something. Yeah. That's turns nice. the milk green or oh, there's yeah. some cereal that has something that turns the milk green. Yeah, in, I'm sure. At Halloween time. Uh, and I'm never going to say no to a bowl of Count Chocula. Right? I mean, let's be honest. Shit's delicious. I wish they would bring back uh, fucking Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy again. Those were great, too. Fruit Brute! Uh, John Rhodes has one of many questions. The first question. Fun-sized, full-sized, or are you a Grinch and don't pass out candy? Oh, I absolutely pass out candy. And there have been times when... We've been like, oh man, and you know, tired or whatever, you know, do you want to? And I can't not because I remember being the trick or treater, and I will never be that uncool adult who turns off my my light and doesn't hand out. I mean, because that's just I don't know. I can't get behind that at all. It's like when you were a kid, that was what you waited forever for when i was a kid i waited all year for it and um it was exciting and for people to actively not participate i just think it's so sad so i will never be that person and that being said fun size i can't afford (laughs) full-size candy bars for all the trick-or-treaters that fuck you kids you're getting some fun size man when i'm when i'm checking out at the grocery store and I see the prices of candy bars, I can barely afford one for me. Right? Like, right. This little motherfucker's going to come to my door expecting a full size? Get out of here. I remember no. when I was a kid, and you would go to the corner store, and like a Hershey bar was like 25 cents. And now it's like, if you're lucky, it's like a buck. Yeah. Yeah, if you're lucky. And then sometimes they're like a dollar twenty-five, or, you know. Um, but uh, or whatever. It's um yeah. If money wasn't an issue, sure, yeah. I'd be like, I'll yeah. have full size. But yeah, I go with the the fun size is like the halves, right? The mini, yeah, yeah. Not not like the tiny square no, ones. No, no, no. But, but the 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 yeah, the the small like yeah, snack size, easy. whatever. Or because I yeah. think the minis are their own thing. My move is the you get the multiple bags of the fun size, yeah, and then you're given two, three fun size, so you're given a full candy bar to somebody. But it's like, hey, you got a Butterfinger, you got a Reese's cup, and you got a Snickers. Yeah, that's how. There that's pretty go. much yeah. how we oh, do yeah. it too. And we also, I also like the other mixes um, because I like, I like the nerds. I think it's like, is it Child's Play or is it something else? It has like the nerds oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Something because I love nerds and it's those a, little yeah. Halloween, those little mini Halloween boxes of nerds are so awesome because you can just pour the whole thing in your mouth and it's it. There's a lot that that's a lot of nerds in your mouth at one time, but it's kind of <laughs> fun to do. Said. And then you suck on them. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, Christ. wait, wait. That's who what girl said ever. <laughs> that's a lot of nerds in my mouth at one time. And then you suck them. <laughs> and then you swallow. I but, ju- I. Um, 
I think maybe that's a first. Yeah, it might be. Um, Guys in basements across the nation have just gone, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That that happens frequently on this show when you're involved. Um, (laughs) uh, Oh, yeah. So we do like we do a little bit of chocolate and like the the fruity kind and then, you know, kind of mix it up. But I remember when I was a kid, um, Dominique Wilkins is that was that who it was? Dominique Wilkins. I, I think that's know. who it was. It lived um lived about half a mile, I guess, from my school. Mm-hmm. And th- there was always the you know we got to go to his house because he gives out full size candy bars, you know. Uh. And um, I remember thinking, well, I should certainly hope so. He's a fucking millionaire, so um, that's the least you can do. But yeah, I wish I could. I would yeah. I would do it if I could, but I yeah. I have not the last couple of years, I have not given out candy. Um not since moving into this place and not when I was living uh with my ex. And we didn't really live we didn't really give out candy particularly in Oakland just because there weren't a lot of kids who came down our street. Um even when we were living in various places around Alameda, yeah, we would depending on like neighborhoods. Uh but it, it also like Halloween kinda dried up for a couple of years there here. Like post nine eleven, I want to say for a while there, just Halloween. Oh yeah, not it did everywhere. I yeah. think uh, it was it was very kind of depressing yeah. for a while there, but it's getting its comeback now. It's yeah. it's climbing out. Okay. Um, Vanessa asks, uh, favorite Halloween candy and least favorite ha- least favorite candy. Least favorite um, is fucking candy corns, the goddamn devil. I love uh, you because yeah. you're wrong. You're a wrong person. <laughs> you have a wrong opinion and a wrong mouth because you enjoy that nasty garbage. I have a wrong mouth. <laughs> I, I don't know. Ask all those nerds that. <laughs> I am more for Halloween candy. I stick to what I just would normally like, which is I'm more of a candy bar person over yeah. candy itself. When I was a kid, uh, when me and my sister would be done for the night, I would always like make trades with her for her candy bars and she'd get like all the hard candy Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, candy bars for me, my least favorite, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to, cause half of them, I don't even know the names of them, but when people buy like the most generic of the generic brands, it's like, it looks like the candies that are just like, here's something in a black wrapper. Right. That's (laughs) the shittiest of all candies. Like those peanut butter kisses. Things that yeah. Or, yeah or whatever yeah. yeah yeah my grandmother used to love those those um but uh or it's like here's yeah, something with no, colors in a plastic bag double bubble oh. is my least favorite mm, it's yeah. spit maker gum that's gum what sucks. i can't i Doesn't, can't chew double bubble without just just drooling <laughs> Doesn't happen often, but every now and again, somebody will try to slip in some taffy on you, mm. and you can just keep that right to yourself. I love Laffy Taffy, banana flavor. I, yeah. I'm not talking Laffy taffy, okay. taffy. I'm talking good old fashioned like saltwater taffy or oh. some shit. <laughs> yeah, like real taffy. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like this, like this is a primitive Puritan candy that the we are no longer in need of. We have Snickers now. This candy can be retired. You know what I hated was like when you go to somebody's house and you you get like those those butterscotch discs and I'm like oh god damn it grandma you just dug in your church purse and pulled out 
<laughs> yeah, you should not be giving out anything on Halloween that you could get at a doctor or dentist office. Right. <laughs> that. Although I, I gotta admit those those plain wrapper like fruit flavored suckers are fucking great. Oh, I love those. Especially the, the, the ones, ones with the little sugar printed on them. Okay, like, yeah. They feel yeah. like they have like a design printed on them, but they're basically just like, uh, a, just like. Do you a... guys remember? Was it Charms that had like the the pops that were shaped? They're kind of thicker, and they came in the wrapped with the polka dots on them. Bottle caps. And... No, they're suckers. I do love bottle caps though, and Smarties yeah. and um. Shit, I don't know. Right. Uh, when I was a kid, I never got Kit Kat or Three Musketeers because my stepdad always claimed all the Three Musketeers and my mom always claimed all the Kit Kats. And Bastards. So we had to come home and dump out our... And so for years, I did not know what they tasted like. Wow. I didn't have a clue what what either of those... You scrounged up some change to go to the store and get one? And then I got, it's well... On the way home? No, because if they we had changed and we... We got like all we do, we used to get a bunch of penny candy like those oh, little like yeah, those yeah. little chocolate footballs you know yeah um back when penny candy was actually a penny right um <laughs> back in my day <laughs> um but yeah when I finally had a Kit Kat I was like what the fuck this is awesome <laughs> I wanted to kick my mom's ass <laughs> so good you want to punch your mother <laughs> now that's an endorsement for for Kit Kat right there. All right. Uh, John Rhodes asks, uh, what is your favorite Halloween memory? I have so many. I don't know. I mean. Well, just pick one. I don't know. Oh, God. All, All right. I'll go first. time with the two Frankensteins. What? Uh. With it, when my brother was dressed up as Frankenstein's monster, and we ran into the guy, the older guy oh, that was dressed up okay. as Frankenstein's monster, and he tried to steal my candy, and my brother was like, No. Yeah, okay. that was a nice memory. Oh, good. <laughs> Bo. Uh, oh, go ahead, Bo. Sorry, right? Because Bo was running into this. All right. Well, I I was trying to cover for Jamie. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, the the thing I remember most from being a kid uh, that was probably more formative for me than I would like to admit uh, is I remember one Halloween I was actually watching the movie Halloween with my parents. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know. It was probably like 11, 12, something like that. And coming out of the bathroom downstairs uh, in our den, which was like a half bath. And m- m- the most important feature of which is you could hide behind the door when it was almost fully open. Right. Uh, so my mom decides to do that. And as I'm coming out of the bathroom in the midst of watching Halloween, she just grabs my ankle as I set foot on the like one step between bathroom and the rest of the den. And um, I like I almost died. That was the first time I understood mortality that I could I could end as a person. It scares the shit out of me. And like it was also the first time I realized that my discomfort was my parents amusement because they thought it was hysterical. So it was very formative for me, and I appreciate it. I think that sounds awesome. Yeah, I. That's cool. That well, it's it's nice that you did survive, though. Yes, that's yes. Oh, did I? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, 
I, I'll try to avoid because, like, I would say it, it in general it would coincide with what uh, the, the Halloween traditions are, which mm. I already went through. Right. I would right. say for adulthood, it would be um, throwing the first Halloween party when I when I first moved out and kind of lived on my own with my at the time it was my girlfriend now my wife uh, <laughs> we threw a Halloween party and you know how those go is you invite everybody. You say come in costume. Can you really inform? I mean, are you really going to turn people away if they don't dress up? Probably not. But everyone that showed up actually showed up in costume. Like, in a, it, it felt like it paid off. That's that's the way I'll put it. Because I feel like if you if you throw like a Halloween theme party and say only fifty percent of the people dress up, then you almost feel like you're wasted your time like going overboard with all the decorations. We right. like food we made had like halloween recipes all that kind of good stuff so um it felt like a big accomplishment to say hey we threw a legitimate halloween party and it ruled so uh i guess i would go with that nice i used to charge people if Mm -hmm. they did not show up in costume and i even put that on the end because i would print out flyers for my invitations and just hand them like i wouldn't post them on like like at stores or whatever i mean i would hand them to people i know but if it was actually on the flyer, it was like costume, come for free, drink all you want. If you do not show up in costume, then you got to drop five dollars at the door, and you will be amazed at how well that worked. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, because at that time we're talking about college kids, right? No college kid wanted to spend five bucks if they didn't have to, right? Yeah, <laughs> so <clears throat> exactly. Um, sure nobody does. And then we had a party here couple years ago we actually haven't had one we haven't had a chance to have one mm-hmm. in um a couple years but um the last party we had here i was really impressed everyone dressed up and where that that's all like super grown-ups yeah. you know and i was kind of nervous about that because i'm like wow these are all people that are our age or i mean some of them were younger some of them were older mm-hmm. i was like i don't know if people are going to be down for that you know and everyone was it was really cool so that made me happy. That's good. Um, I don't know. I had some pretty good Halloweens as a kid. And a, few, pretty, a couple of good ones as a teenager as well. I was helping uh, terrified children in my dad's neighborhood. <laughs> that was always fun. All right. Uh, next question. Uh, okay. Aaron Frederick asks, uh, what horror movies would you consider your horror roots? Um, and he mentions that uh, Friday Part 3, Poltergeist and Phantasm and Texas Chainsaw 2 were for him. He saw those at a young age. Um, and he says he loves the show. He's happy to be part of the group. And Jamie has the greatest laugh in the world. Aww. Another crazy person. Yay! He's my favorite. <laughs> What's his name again? Aaron. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Thank you. And he got a lot of it this episode. That yeah. is for sure. I know, right? Uh, um, my horror to... roots, everyone knows. Yeah, we uh, Salem's Lot, mm-hmm. Jaws. I mean, that doesn't change. Yeah, I mean, I'm about to say we we we've covered this topic multiple times on the show, but it's also one of those things where it's like if you're a newer listener, you probably, you know, this it's one of those questions that comes up like every six to eight months, and it's happened for the, for the last like five years. So you know, it's all good. Um, for me, it was the Universal stuff. Um, that's why I saw when I was the young when I was a young child and it scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah, 
for me, the first Child's Play, I saw it at the drive-in. It was playing with Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what a comp, <laughs> right? Batman 89, we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So for me, I mean, your listeners, I don't know. They may, Maybe they know, maybe they don't, just from crossover listeners. But uh, I was born in 80, so a lot of my early horror watching ended up being a lot of sequels to slashers mm-hmm. instead of originals just because of that's about when i was old enough to start seeking it out on my own so we're talking like the middle friday the 13th the middle nightmare on elm streets the right. awful halloween <laughs> um so i yeah i was like a sequel kid until you get to the point where you're like wanting to you know go back and watch all the originals and see what actually good versions of these movies you're watching are right. um so yeah i mean anything late 80s early 90s i know night of the living dead i actually saw the original and the 1990 version not too far apart because obviously the original was cheap to for tv networks to get the rights to so that was always on and then they would show the 1991 because that was new at the time so mm-hmm. so slasher sequels of those pretty much and from there just i went crazy right. mr ransdell yeah, I would go uh, Evil Dead, Alien for sure, mm-hmm. uh, kind of the kaiju films. Yeah, uh, not explicitly horror, but I mean, Those I was monster movies. Right, I was a monster movie fan right. from Jump uh, as soon as Monster Kid, and 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 God, as soon as Killer Bears entered my life, <laughs> Killer like he was just Killer Bears, Killer Fish, Killer Cats, Killer Monkeys, whatever. Killer anytime, yeah, any, anytime some animal just went batshit no pun intended and uh decide to kill him some humans i was on board all right good to know um all right uh darian asks if or, i'm sorry darren darren asks uh if you hand out trick if you hand out candy uh do you have a cut age cutoff and Oh, do you have an age cutoff or shitty candy you hand out to non-costume lazies? And he says his favorite was that he had a kid uh, show up to his door dressed as Vin from the Young Guns, or the Young Ones, sorry, saying, trick or treat your bastards. And <laughs> I don't know, age cutoff is, Yeah, he says his age cutoff is high school. Or when they hit on or him. Or if they hit on him during the exchange. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't have an age cut off, but I like the idea of having like a, a bowl of shitty candy for the people <laughs> that have costumes. I think yeah, that might actually I have to uh, admit, do that. Yeah, I have to admit, if I I have given less candy to people, I think like if you just show up to my house mm-hmm. with a grocery bag and you're wearing your street clothes, yeah, and like you can't. I mean, come the fuck on! Like I know not everybody has money. I didn't have a lot of money right. growing up. You may, we made our costumes. Yeah. It's show sure, little ingenuity. It's not, it's not hard to do. Anyone can be a hobo. That has been the fall the fallback costume for decades. Uh, that and gypsy, but I guess now if you tried to be a gypsy, someone would scream cultural appropriation. <laughs> pirate, pirate is also a good fallback. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and it doesn't take a lot. Yeah. All it takes is some effort. And if you can't even do, fork over a little bit of effort, come, I mean, how do you have the balls to even go to someone's door and ask for something? I mean, that just... Teenagers. 
it pisses me off. So um, I have in the past told people no. Mm-hmm. I have, um, and at the and that's when I was being cranky. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was feeling generous, then yeah, I gave them less candy, and they weren't getting the good stuff. All right. And age cutoff, I don't really have one. I, I don't mind it when older people, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, if you're in costume and you're willing to walk around and get the cake, I mean, I'll give it to you. I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah, I mean, I know I personally trick-or-treated probably longer than I think I, I was 15 the last time I trick-or-treated. Uh, I was yeah, about two, so. yeah. 15 or 16. And I just I think it's kind of sad that you <laughs> that you can't you know like yeah. I would totally go trick if we were allowed just because the the experience was fun yeah. you know I mean I can buy my own candy well, if I sure. really just want to candy but, but it's I want to get it's dressed the, up like an I, asshole and go harass yeah. people for candy yes what? yeah god <laughs> damn it millennials yeah. why haven't we brought back fucking trick or treating for us it's it's fun to treat Halloween as an event you know so that's why you do it yeah. Something you can share with your friends on Instagram and yeah, exactly. See, see, Bo gets it. Why haven't the millennials caught on to Halloween yet? Lazy fucks. All right, final question from Mr. John sure. Rhodes. Uh, you're playing a Halloween party. What is your playlist? What films do you show? Uh, as far as playlist is concerned, I would direct you to any of the music specials that I put together for Devour over the years, which may or may not be up anymore. I don't know because I don't know if I have. Uh... Yeah, so I will direct you to something that may or may not be there. It may or may not be. Yeah, I have no idea, honestly. I think those are still on the. I think those are on the Legion server, but I, I don't remember. Those may have been lost. Um, but you know, like anything, I would say. Uh, you can't really go wrong with like the Elvira CDs that were released in the nineties. Those are all oh, I love those. easy, quick mixes you can throw out there. Um, if you want to get a little bit more fancy with it, uh, specifically yeah. monster rap and haunted house are my two favorite Elvira <laughs> songs. Yeah. Maybe set up like a boom box with like spooky sound effects for like the porch. Yeah. People are walking up, yeah. uh, and then, you know, just like Pandora, you throw on Pandora, they've got some good spooky stations or you can make your own, you know, like whatever, whatever stuff you're into personally, mine would, mine typically tends to be more like kind of gothy stuff. So like Bauhaus and Cure and shit. Um, I have, yeah, Ministry. I, I've been putting together a playlist uh, just for Halloween recently. Oh. And it's mostly soundtracks in fairness. Yeah, yeah, that and, too. Uh, a lot of John Carpenter, a lot of Goblin. Yeah. A little Claudio Simonetti yeah. is never a bad thing. Um, but yeah, like that kind of stuff, I really dig. Yeah. Um, and that's also the, easy too. Yeah, and I mean, you can whip together three, four hours of that stuff quicker than you would think. Oh yeah. And um, <laughs> man, even by itself, the uh, the music from The Fog. Mm. is oh, just good wonderfully music. eerie. Yeah. 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 Um let's see. This year my playlist had I mean just a sampling of what's on there is uh Cemetery Gates, Black Number One, Black uh, Black Magic Woman. I always have Don't Fear the Reaper. That's mm. a staple. Um Love Potion number nine. Um Dead Man's Party. Yeah. 
uh, Dragula, Dream Warriors, the two Elvira songs, um, and you know, just stuff like that. Dream, and dream in the car, like what? What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> in the car, I've been listening to the Evil Dead the musical soundtrack. Yeah, it's a really good soundtrack. And uh, but honestly, Black Number One has been playing on loop a lot because I fucking love that song. I love Typo Negative, and um, October that puts Rust me is in a real very, good, real good album too that I've been listening it, to recently. It, it puts me in a very fall winter, like not winter, fall. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like a state of mind. Whenever I hear Typo Negative, yeah, it feels like fall, and I don't, I can't explain it, but it's a thing. Yeah. And yep. so I listen to that and it feels cool. And then I go outside and I was like, what the hell? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, I'm no Sueto Echo, his eyes from Friday Five, Violet's robot dance music. Uh, that's the, I'd yes, throw that that's on. That's on mine. That's on mine. Uh, some acapella, hey baby, ooh baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, mostly what you guys said, you guys have pretty much nailed it. Uh, I think a lot of that stuff's going to oh, come. Monster up Mash. Yeah, Monster, Monster Mash. Mash. Every playlist I've ever made for Halloween has Monster Mash on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I think so. Who did the uh, score for uh, Demons? Because I really like that. Uh, that was Cibonetti, yeah, I believe. Cibonetti. Okay, yeah. Then throw that on there, too. I, I actually was listening to that uh, Friday at work. And I was like, you know. I, I I don't remember the last time I just listened to the score by itself, but man, it's it's really good. Yeah, yeah. it sure is. And unfortunately, they don't use enough of it in the movie. Yeah, they use yeah. Like, they use uh, more of the uh, the licensed music. Unfortunately. Ah, uh, okay. I like so throwing in. Uh, I like throwing in the uh, Gremlins song as well, yeah. mm. just to get a little peppy. That dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's Jerry Goldsmith. I think, I think did the music so, yeah. for that, but. Nightmare yeah. on My Street. <laughs> oh, well, sure. I mean, the classics. Yeah. What's the Fat Boys one? Are you ready for Freddy? Yeah, ready for Freddy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the oh. Adams Family rap. Oh. I, I'm kind of on board with that one, strangely. Where they want to go. Anyway. Yeah, for the fun of it. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. not what you like, roll up onto just on a normal day. But it's a little cringy, but it's kind of okay for Halloween time. Yeah, really. I mean, really, these days we're we're uh, we do have the benefit of having music services that it's like you just type in the theme and yeah. I, I bet you know ninety percent of the songs we've named off are going to show up on there. So oh, they've yeah. done the work for us. Luckily. Yeah, I was uh, I was checking out Pandora at work yesterday, um, and they had a couple yeah. of different Halloween theme stations. Like they had like a, a family friendly one, like a kids like a kid specific one. Um, like it was one like hipster Halloween. Um, <laughs> there was one that was like a like a very like obviously a goth station, um, like some more like kind of dancey goth stuff. And what's that one uh, record? Or it's like the record or CD series where it's like Kids Bop or something. Oh yeah, they should do like Kids Bop French Extreme Cinema version. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, um, yeah. I also re-released uh, or I relinked to this year at least two of my four. Uh, I'm going to try to do the other two. The My Insomniacs playlist from Halloween. Nice. I did uh, Shambalon, which was zombie theme. I mean, the uh, scores from zombie films. Right. And then Songs That Go Bump in the Night, which is scores from haunted house films. And so I posted the links to both of those on my Facebook page. Nice. To, today, even. So, 
And that was kind of fun. I was listening to Shambalon earlier. And um, there's actually a point in that, because I was at home alone when I was doing that show. Mm -hmm. There's a point in that show when something scares me. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty funny. Um, also, warning to headphone users out there. <laughs> Good. Good to know. I think I think the cramps, just the band itself. Oh yeah, like not just the stuff from Return of the Living Dead. Obviously, no, yeah. that should go on there too. But if you've just ever like kind of started listening through their albums, to me that's really Halloween. Yeah, oh, or like them and the Misfits. Yeah, Misfits, uh -huh. Famous Monsters. Yeah, is fantastic. So. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, a lot of horror punk stuff is uh, fits that real well. All right. So we will be taking a short break and then we'll be right back to discuss our uh, feature film, Night of the Demons. We'll be right back. Badasses, Boobs, and Body Counts is a weekly podcast that discusses all things Grindhouse, Exploitation, Drive-In, and B-Movies. Your three hosts, Mike. We're, we're going to discuss the Rene Martinez-directed picture, The $6,000. Last what? Time. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's the name of the Super movie. Super Soul that's, Brother. That's the name. When you that's start the movie. Your DVD cover. When you start the movie, the first thing that that's comes up says. is the title, and it says $6,000. Mark. And I've been around a girl stroking a horse's dick. Somehow, somewhere down the line, I'm going to use that clip against you. Shh. <laughs> Please do. And listener favorite, Iris. The deployment sock. And I'm like, deployment sock? What the fuck is a deployment sock? He goes, you know that sock that you just use? Oh my God, you guys are so gross. <laughs> See, so it happens for real. People do come inside. We'll make you question your political correctness while laughing at theirs. Episodes drop Sunday and can be found by searching for BB and BC Podcast via iTunes, Lipson, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and everywhere else you can download quality podcasts from. You can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at bbnbcpodcast.com. in the shadows in a world of make-believe where the only reality is terror a man walking the razor's edge of sanity and madness and what if Claudio were to suddenly die huh what then don't worry about that silly little man. He can cut it as many times as you like. He's pathetic. Interesting how that name keeps coming up. Editor. Horror. Obsession. Lust. And blood. Pour from the camera's unblinking eye. And you've got a front row seat to murder. Don't want to leave things like this lying around. The wrong hands, they become weapons. The Editor 
He'll leave you on the cutting room floor. And now, our feature presentation. A full moon. A spooky, deserted mansion. Halloween night. All right, dudes! And it does this. <laughs> Let's party! Ten kids. All they want to do is raise a little hell. Now, as long as they live, they'll wonder what's gotten into them. Night of the Demons. Blessed be the sinners. For the Day of Atonement is at hand. Stop looking at me! Night of the Demons. This was released in 1988, and the synopsis is 10 teenagers party at an abandoned funeral parlor on Halloween night. When an evil force awakens, demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn the gathering into a living hell. This was directed by Kevin Tenney, written by Joe Augustine, and the stars Hal Havens as Stooge, Allison Barron as Helen, Alvin Alexis as Roger, Harold Ayer as the old man, uh, Billy Gallo as Sal, Kathy Podwell as Judy, Karen Erickson as Judy's mother, Lance Fenton as Jay, uh, Donnie Jeffcoat is Bill, uh, Billy. Linnea Quigley, yeah, Linnea Quigley is Suzanne. James Quinn is the uh, Voices of the Demons. Uh, he's also one of the clerks. Clark Jarrett was one of the other clerks. Uh, Amelia Kincaid is Angela. Uh, A lot of Linnea Quigley's butt. Yes. Uh, Jill Tarashita Ter- uh, is Franny. Uh, Philip Tanzi is Max. And Mari Den is the old man's wife. And since you just named off the cast, I for anyone that uh, heard you read off Donnie Jeffcoat and that uh, struck something in them, yes, it's the same Do- Donnie Jeffcoat that was in the Nickelodeon, uh, I-, I guess I'll call it athletic competition show, Wild and Crazy Kids. <laughs> no shit. Because when I saw that, I was actually reading through the cast like right before we were recording, and I was like, Donnie Jeffcoat, I was like, no way it's the same one and then i cross reference i was like holy shit it's the same donnie jeffcoat wow yeah and i think wild and crazy kids was like two years after this which is totally weird because that means he was like older in that than he was so 
kind of odd, but I mean, I guess, you know, get a if job, you get, get a, a pain gig, you get a pain. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Who wants to start off? Eat a bowl of fuck. <laughs> I am here to party. <laughs> uh, this movie is so much fun. I, I, I've seen this a couple of times now. Um, and for some reason, like, I always forget how much fun this movie is until I turn it on. Um, like, just from jump, like, the, the opening credits is super great. The soundtrack is awesome. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's like a super fun, just like it's a fun-ass horror movie. It's set on Halloween. And all the characters are really funny and, and charming, and yeah, it's fucking great. It's 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 fun. It has like the little bit of sleaze factor in yeah. it. Uh, it, I think it's also one that's often not mentioned when people talk about movies being set on Halloween. This yeah. one kind of about. Um, I I I saw it many times like years ago, and I always loved it. Had a blast with it, and. I hadn't watched it in a while. Um, so I was watching it for this show was like the first time. And I love like the opening credits, like the style they're done in. I, I love, I love the movies where it's a group of people getting into like some type of mischief during Halloween, but not like so over the top. It's kind of like they're writing that fine line until of course, everything takes a turn for the demonic and <laughs> shit hits the fan. Right. Uh, this, this kind of reminds me of like playing an old school horror video game too, where like it, most of it all takes place in the house. You have people in many rooms get repeat scenes in them as they're like running back and forth as people are getting possessed. Um, I had forgotten some little details like uh, that Angela actually wasn't the first one possessed. Like it didn't all spawn off her. I, I had forgotten that. Um, it started with Lipstick Girl. Uh, and if you've seen that, you know why that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I think overall this is. This is a really fun movie. I think what it what might make make it not great and just good, the fun factor makes up for that. And uh, yeah, overall, it's it's very enjoyable. Yeah. My turn. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Night of the Demons is a perfectly fine example of kind of that straight-to-video era of 80s horror. Whereas, like, uh, how about we do kind of a knockoff of Evil Dead, kind of, mm-hmm. but instead use a bunch of slasher tropes? Yeah. Like, it's a, 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 the in the special features, they talk about the, the writer wanted to do a slasher movie but didn't want to do a traditional slasher movie. Yeah. But it, it it's very much that kind of thing right and um you know it uh, the acting's not great uh like michael saying there's a lot of you know hey we we're gonna go back to this room let's go back we like we've got one good set (laughs) and we are going to use the shit out of it right um you know all that stuff is like watching it in today's standards it's like man even the kind of shitty movies mostly look better than this <laughs> um but it's it's super fun mm-hmm. it is an unashamedly you know b movie kind kind of experience yeah. like it it doesn't aim too high and that's to its credit mm-hmm. you know unlike something like uh i would argue like return of the living dead 
aims for the middle and kind of achieves greatness. Okay. Like, like this is a movie that aims for like just below the middle and fucking nails it. (laughs) And, but that's what kind of makes it great. And, uh, I think the sequels are in some ways better than the, the initial one, just because Uh... it's like, okay, we've got, an established premise now. Yeah. And, and also the character, uh, of, you know, well, Angela's not great, but I also really hate Stooge. Okay. And he's such a big part of this movie that <laughs> every scene he's in, I'm just like, I don't like this character and I don't like the way that it, it's being portrayed. Uh, I just don't like anything about it. And, <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I don't think that, Angela is great mm. as a villain in this movie. Um, I, in a weird way, I think uh, it should have stuck with Linnea Quigley's character as the true villain of the film. Um, but you know, it's uh, but it's good. It, like it's a fun watch. It's a great hey. Let let's sit down with some people and and have some beers and watch a horror movie. And it's the perfect one of those. Yeah, it's it's a great. I would say it's a great example of something you would put in like a horror movie a thon on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna probably begin the night or end the night with it, but it's gonna be somewhere in there. Um it's like it could be like your here's our fun movie of the night pick right. where it's oh. it's just to get some laughs, some fun, some gore. You and know? again, this is you know, going back to our discussion about Halloween parties, like this is when you can throw on in the background and you know it, you're not really going to miss anything if you're not paying a, a whole lot of attention to it. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll, it has enough moments to catch people's attention, you yep. know, that they can sit and watch for 10, 15 minutes and go, Oh, cool. And then, you know, go back to yep. stuff. But it is, it is a fun movie. And I do think it, um, I think it works pretty well. Uh, all things considered. Um, I, my, I do have a gripe though about the fucking, the escape at the end. Because the, God damn it. It's not razor wire. It's fucking barbed wire. And they keep like grabbing onto the barbs. I'm like, you fucking idiot. There's like a good, like, like, like 12 inches to a foot or no, uh, or six inches to a foot between those barbs. And you're grabbing every single barb as you climb up. <laughs> you fucking idiots. And not, not to mention like the slowest pursuit ever. Oh by the my demons. God. Yeah. And Judy <laughs> can't fucking climb worth a shit. Cause she's an idiot. And the guy even falls like off the wall. Yeah. I think it yeah. Point, and they still haven't Roger caught it. falls off the wall and they're still slowly approaching. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's, I guess they conjured up some slow demons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, but again, this is all typical B movie stuff. Right, of, right. Like, Oh, they're right there. And then, then the next shot, it's like, well, they're a little further away than maybe we led you to believe. <laughs> there's obstacles in that yard. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot of roots. There's a lot of gnarled, uh, tangled vines and whatnot clinging like, to their feet there's random wheelbarrow to like right. scale you know <laughs> there's ran- there's the tombstones that are there now there's a broke down christine out You're there right. there's a lot of shit between them and the wall <laughs> yeah exactly cut the demon some slack here <laughs> I, I, I love do- how pirate guy when he's looking for the gate he's actually walking around feeling the brick wall <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like, dude, if if there was a gate there, you'd see it. But he's just like, he's like pushing on the wall, like it's a, like it's a secret passageway. And I don't know, I just think that's funny. But you know, kind of a yeah. obviously, yeah. it's not their kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. movie for me has 
Mm, I've always been in the minority with this one. I've never been crazy about it. Mm. And it's it's weird because it starts out really fun. I love the credits. I love the 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 people. I mm. love the setup. I love going to the party. I love when they're partying. I get kind of disappointed in some of the music choices. Like I, I always felt like the Angela dancing scene, I think that could have been something better that sort of lent itself to what was happening and maybe a little more energetic or something. It's oddly unsexy for a sexy dance. Yeah, <laughs> just like, exactly. Well, that's, yeah. Kind of, that's kind of the point. Like she's dancing to a Bauhaus song for Christ's sake. Well, it just, I don't know. It just, I, it sort of, it sort of prohibits me from getting into the mood that's happening there. I wish that it was a little more include. I don't, I, I, I don't know what I'm, I, I just never, I'm never there in the moment. Okay, and I, I think it's the music doesn't help. <clears throat> I, then it sort of descends into this like really slow for me, monotonous, um, repetitive, chase scene you know they're in the house they're out of the house they're in the house they're out of the house and i just sort of find myself going why are we still doing this why aren't we over yet and i will say though that this time when i watched it it was it 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 seemed to go a little faster Mm -hmm. and it seemed to be a little more enjoyable for me so maybe it's just one of those things that the more i watch it the more i like it Mm -hmm. um because this time I was not, I, I did actually find myself going, oh my God, why aren't we at the end yet? And then we got to the part where they were in the um, the crematorium and I was like, oh, okay, we are at the end. Like, you know, you're pretty much at the end yeah. at that point. And so I was like, okay, okay, well, we're, we're getting there. And I always really enjoy the very end, yeah. even though it has nothing to do with anything <laughs> that the rest of the movie was doing. But the whole, you know, happy Halloween, dear, you know, yeah. uh, I like that part. Although yeah. I'm not really sure how he ate I, that, two that, that, that's full my question and as didn't well. realize it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's always been my question from that scene. But it's just it's so wonderfully funny. Yeah, and, it's just like, and the gore, I think, looks good. Yeah, you know, when yeah. the the blades are making their way out of his throat. Yeah. I think that's cool. I remember at um, that, that scene, I was like, okay, how much has she hit her husband and how long has she been plotting this? Because right. that's a hell of a decision to make. Like, you know what? Uh, I've never appreciated your attitude about Halloween, and it's taken me this long to finally do something about it. <laughs> well, she clearly knows what he's been up to, I, I think. And she's just like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, though, because, and as Brian points out every time, is that you know, he doesn't apparently realize he's eaten these razor right. blades until she until she says something right and then, and then choking <laughs> them up and then all of a sudden ah and they're like um, full-sized razor yeah that, right the, the logistics of the scene are completely impossible but the sequence is funny and kind of wonderful because the whole movie is weird like yeah. that you know you know what it feels like it feels like that scene is like the end to an anthology wrap-up that never happened <laughs> like that's how you would end like a wrap-up yeah and but it's like wait a minute there was no wraparound story yeah. so is this happening but oh well it's kind of cool anyway i do feel like there are some scenes that sort of drag it a little bit like in the even in the very beginning when linnea is doing the whole bent over to um get get the guy's attention thing so angela can steal all the shit for the party to me that scene goes I on i assure you that scene did not drag too long jamie <laughs> sure. it, it's gratuitous 
I'm just thinking, my God, how hard up are these dudes that she, Angela walks right in front of them with this giant bag of shit. And they're, I'm like, that is really sad more than anything is that they are so distracted by ass <laughs> that, I mean, for that long. Yeah. Like they're clearly hard up. Apparently, but well, I, I, she did. She did ask them if they had sour balls. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty diverse group of friends too. Like, are you sure you guys are all friends? It, it has a very like Return of the Living Dead vibe as far as like the friend group is concerned. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good. You know, and I, I kind of, I kind yeah. of put this movie in that same kind of category of like that weird kind of punk eighties movie with the, you know, with the really really diverse group of friends that you're like, that's eh, kind of weird, but you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that could be considered a good thing though, yeah, but yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I like Sal. It makes me sad when he gets killed because I actually like his character. Um, what I, and I think it's funny too, because at first they're like, you're not even invited. Why are you here? You know? And then, Two seconds later, like in the very next scene, they're bringing the cooler in and they're like, hey, Sal, where do you want us to put this? Why the fuck would you ask him? He's not even supposed to be there. Why does he get input? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get that. Yeah. And then you have the poor couple that just went off to the coffin to bone and yeah. were minding their own business and uh, they got axed. Hey, but the the Asian girl was the, uh, she was in Sleepaway Camp 3. <laughs> That's we right. finally got to see her tits in this movie. That's what I know her right? from. I was asking Brian what I knew her yeah. from because I knew her from something else. That's what it is. Yep. Okay. She's in Sleepaway Camp 3. I do think it's cool, and I didn't notice this until Brian pointed it out during this viewing, mm. but I think it's cool that at the end when we see her, um, if you, you have to look quick because it's very brief, but when they show, like when everyone is descending right. um, while she's trying to climb over the gate... Um, if she, her head is on backwards Oh. and uh, the Asian girl, so her arms are actually reaching, but like she's trying to reach forward, but her arms are reaching backwards and her, cause her elbows are all like bent funky <laughs> and it's because her head is on backwards. And that is a really nice, that's a nice touch and it's a fun thing, but they don't focus on it enough for you to really appreciate it. Right. And I wish they had because that's a really clever thing, and you if you're not if you don't really pay attention, it just goes right by. Yeah, and it was probably one of those things like the effect just they couldn't hold. That's on what, it for too long. yeah, that's kind of what we decided that it just it didn't look all that good probably, right. so they didn't want to show it too much. But yeah, give it a, a brief glimpse, and you're like, oh hey, that's cool. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, is there anything else we want to say about this movie? Uh, I mean, I've seen the sequel once, but I've never seen the third one. Yeah, and I've I, seen. Part- I don't remember a lot of, of the second one because it was like a long time ago. I, was, I, I actually really was... liked it. We watched it last night, and that's the first time I've ever seen it. And um, I didn't hate it. I really enjoyed the second one. I have never seen the third one though. Yeah, yeah I think the... the second one leans a little more into kind of the creature feature aspect yeah, of it, yeah. and I I respond to that a lot more than. Yeah. Also, they they um they include what I really like about that is that they include the first set like that we we actually go to that old place and it all looks the same. It's very familiar. But then they spend time at the school, so you get more. Mm-hmm. I get more locations. Yeah. And so it kind of um um it mixes it up a little bit in that respect, which yeah. I think is cool. And they try to. I think I think the. 
the 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 one girl who's possessed who her tits like like absorb the dude's hand was a pretty good uh oh that was a great pretty effect, great effect. And i was like that actually yeah. kind of tops the lipstick in the first one yeah, it looked really good. And you know what's funny is you mentioned the lipstick. I was watching, uh, when I was watching that scene yesterday, I was like really staring at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you cannot see uh, the like the hole that... Now, if you look if you look at it, it's pretty clear that the chest is fake. Yeah, it's obviously fake um, the entire time. But although it's a, it's a very convincing cast yeah. of her actual chest. So that, I mean, it looks... They did a really great job recreating what she looks like but um you can tell that it's static like you can tell there's you know that it's fake but if you look at like if you watch the nipple where she's pushing the lipstick in you cannot see uh like a hole there it just sort of it actually just disappears into the flesh and Mm -hmm. i think they did a really good job with that i never quite understood that like i don't get it (laughs) i I don't know (laughs) so random you can trust that everybody looked at the nipple (laughs) that's why they had to make sure it looked pretty sure people were going to be paying attention (laughs) because there's people that could not name the title of this movie but uh they'll tell you because of yeah yeah i'll be like that's night of the demons oh okay yeah 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 uh, what's funny too is we we're watching the second one, and of course the the way the demon gets out of the original place and goes back to the school is because uh, the girl takes the lipstick that she finds, and Brian was like, "Is that a thing? Do you guys do that? Do you just do you just use lipstick that you randomly find places?" And then of course at the end, someone picked it up and used it again, and he's like, "Why do they keep doing this? Do you do this?" And I'm like, "No, I don't." <laughs> No, I would not use a lipstick that I found, particularly in an old, derelict, abandoned mortuary. Right? I, absolutely not. You know? No, that's but what we call like, plot oh, contrivance. <laughs> Looks like the same actress, uh, Amelia Kincaid, played Angela in all three of them. Yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, she had lack of other options, but still. Yeah, I don't think be... she's done a whole level, a hell of a lot else other than like the Night of the Demons movies. Oh, okay. Um, oh, she was she was in My Best Friend's a Vampire. Oh, that's her. Mm-hmm. And Roadhouse, the redhead girl. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I remember My Best Friend's a Vampire. Pretty. I mean, I watched that as a kid. And I know, like the the main girl, like the love interest of the vampire best friend, was like a she had short red hair. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like the last thing she did was Night of the Demons three in ninety seven. That's cool. Yeah, just to make that connection. I mean, she was I in guess... Breaking too. Oh, would that be the Electric Boogaloo? Yeah, it would be the Electric Boogaloo. Hmm. She was well, apparently she she's listed as the Foxy Nurse Dancer. Oh, in the hospital scene. <laughs> so okay, I've never seen that movie, so I'm just gonna. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, Night of the Demons. It's fun. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it. Give it a grade. Uh, man, I I mean I feel like. I th- I, B minus. Okay. Feels right. Fair enough. Uh, Mike. Um, I'll say a B, but I'll go with a B plus. I I think I like it a little more than Bo, but it's it's not quite enough to go up to A minus. Mm. Uh, if you would have asked me 
you know, 15 years ago when I was a teenager, I probably would have easily given it an A. But uh, I think, you know, rewatching it now, like I said, it's still a lot of fun, but the issues that it does have are a little more prevalent rewatching it. Mm-hmm. So I'll mm-hmm. stick with the B. Plus. Okay. Jamie? Uh, C plus for me. Um, and that's actually up. I think if I had rated this prior to this viewing, it would have been lower than that. But um, to me, you know, it's it's serviceable. It's I like at least the first half. Okay. Quite Fair a bit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it a solid B. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. I do kind of agree that it does drag towards the middle and the end a bit. Um, but I think the, it ends pretty, pretty well and it opens pretty well. It's just sort of the, there, it, it does lag a bit when they get to the house and, you know, they're separated and stuff. But generally speaking, I think it's a pretty fun movie and, uh, it's fun. And I, and I think that's probably why I don't tend to watch it that frequently is that like, I'll remember the good parts about it. And then also like subconsciously, I remember like, Hey, the middle of this movie is kind of boring and nothing really happens. Except for Linnea quickly screaming, don't look at me while she's fucking a dude, which is hilarious as she gouges mm-hmm. out his eyes. That's a great scene. God damn, that scene's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he totally deserved it because cool. he's a yeah. jerk. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he totally was a shithead. But yeah, they left, yeah, the effects work in this movie is fucking great. Like, the, the demon makeup looks really cool. Um, like, all the gore effects look really good. Um, so, yeah. Solid B. Oh, and as far as Amelia, uh, Amelia Kincaid and my best friend's a vampire, side note here, she's credited as girl in the corner of punk bar. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then. All right. So that is it for Night of the Demons. We will be right back to close out the show. Uh, and uh, next month will be the editor. Finally. <laughs> An Evil Dead TV show? No way. Negan is coming to The Walking Dead. That's awesome. Don't you guys think a werewolf series is long overdue? Oh, hello there. Are you looking for coverage of horror on the small screen that you can't find on any other podcast? Then welcome to Evil Episodes Podcast, where we take an in-depth look at horror around the dial, covering everything from today's hits like The Walking Dead, American Horror Story, and The Strain. As well as looking back into the TV horror vault to discuss anthologies like Tales from the Crypt, Monsters, Masters of Horror. Yeah, but do any of those shows have werewolves in them? What movies will become a TV series next? Just how many more seasons will every CW show get? When will they put some damn werewolves on TV? Tune in to Evil Episodes Podcast for all your horror on television needs and more. I need werewolves. Hey, did I mention how Lovecraftian all this actually is? Rip, rip. So thank you everyone once again for joining us for Devour the Podcast. Uh, I hope you all have an, a safe and fun Halloween tonight. <clears throat> if you're hearing this when the show drops, uh, if you're hearing this after the show dropped, or, well, after Halloween rather, um, I hope you had a safe and fun Halloween. Didn't die or anything. That'd be bad. Um, a special thank you again to Dream Reaper. Let me check my phone so I can check my email. So I'm actually addressing him by the proper fucking uh name yes dream reaper um thank you for reaching out and thank you for sending along your goosebumps remixed um like i said the show notes will have the link to his soundcloud as well as his website and the link to the download of the song because it is available for free uh next month we'll be doing the editor and then december we are going to be doing krampus and i think 
I don't know if we're going to do best and worst of 2016 or 2017 in December or if we're going to wait till January. I haven't decided yet. Also, there's All right, some, I'm on pins and needles. Yeah, I don't I'm not 100% sure yet cuz there's still some there's some changes I want to make to the show uh for the new year, but that's going to take some time and we're going to have a conversation about that offline about um a couple of things. Uh but that's not something for today. Uh so yeah. Thank you to Mike for joining us yeah. because uh that made it fun. Or, yeah, thanks, man. You're welcome. It's a long time coming. I remember suggesting this one to David, like, like literally in the first year. Yeah, in like <laughs> EP 1.0, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's how far back it was, yeah. but uh, it was a blast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Let's not uh, let's not have my return appearance take years, but know, that, right? yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, we'll see what what people have to say about my appearance. Well, this is your this is your first official appearance on the show uh, because technically you were on a leftovers episode. Yeah, that's um, right. I, I remember I've been on it for um, the rec three episode, for the rec three discussion, which I think actually was for your show. Um, but or I think it was like a joint. There was a bunch of us on that discussion for yeah somebody's show, and I think we were all just like, yeah, we can all use this audio. It's it's crazy that I've been doing this long enough to actually forget things I've done now. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's crazy. How do you think I feel every time somebody brings something up on the Facebook page from like a million episodes ago? And I'm just like, what? We said that? <laughs> I know. I mean, the, the listeners always know more about the show than I do. And they're like, you remember when you said? I'm like, no, I don't. But that's awesome. Yeah. It's like, great. I'm glad I said that. That's That's real funny. Let's At least I'm funny. consistent. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but like I said, have me back anytime. It was a yeah, blast. Absolutely. But uh, once we get, well, scheduling is a, always a problem, but get something figured out. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Before I throw it off to the rest of you, uh, VD Clinic should also be out today by the time, well, when you're if, when this drops on Halloween, it's also that will also be dropping, where Jamie joined us to Yay. discuss uh, something we get this way comes. So our Halloween episode will be out. More spooky Halloween content. Yeah, that's a that's a really good spooky movie too. I yeah. like that one. Quite and the a book's bit. not too bad. Uh, so yeah, that's that stuff. Um, yeah, go buy a shirt. God damn it! Help give give me money. Um, I'm gonna probably there's there's gonna be some new merch stuff in the coming year. There's I have ideas and ideas and plans, but they cost money. So there's things that I'm going to be, I'm considering putting into place to get money to do these things. So, um, but yeah, that's a, like I said, that's a conversation for the, the hosts off air. Jamie, um, yes. what would you like to say to the people before we get out of here? Anything you um, want to plug? Just uh happy Halloween, everyone. I love you all so much. Uh, make sure to check out the final episode of the skeleton crew that also drops on Halloween. And that's it for that show. We're done. We're oh. out. We're finished. And uh, that's the, yeah, that's the last one. Oh. So um, that's Congrats. coming up. We've got an ABCs. It's going to be dropping in time for Halloween. Oh, sweet. Um, and uh, then uh, I'll be on VD. Well, you can just hear me all over the place right. on Halloween. So enjoy all this spooktacular goodness. <laughs> uh, how about you, Bo? Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I would just say uh, happy Halloween to everyone. Uh, like Jamie said, be careful. Have a wonderful time. And hey, hop over to legionpodcasts.com 
Uh, Halloween don't stop on the 31st, man. It's 365 over mm-hmm. there. That's so, right. Mm-hmm. Where you can find uh, you can find ABC's of hidden ABC's of hidden horror on that on Legion. Yes. Okay. No, yeah. that's no. Horophilia. Oh, that's well, Horophilia. Yeah. Yeah. Not even yet. I forget sometimes. Check out Hello, This Is The Doom Show, there you, you go. guys. I am I am in love with that show. I can't even. That's I a can't show even. on Legion. It is. Just and like uh, There are a lot of great shows on Legion. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. We have a very good uh, community going there. with the Yeah. Yeah. It turns out we... there's some good shit uh, over there on the Legion podcast. So yeah. uh, check, check it out. out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike, do you have anything? Like great to... review. <laughs> Mike, do you have anything you'd like to um, plug before you get before we uh, get ready to close out? Uh, I would just say, um, evil episodes and theme warriors are both on Legion. Both the Halloween uh, specials are up for those shows. So, uh, if you know where to find Devour the Podcast, you know where to find those too. So check them out. Yeah, I've got theme warriors queued up to listen to tonight. Oh, awesome! Let me know what you think of our picks. Um, it was it was kind of a tough one, you know. For a couple of picks, we pay, we play a little fast and loose with the with the theme, which you sometimes have to do. But I think overall, we nailed it pretty good. Awesome, cool. All right, well, <clears throat> thank you everyone again for joining us. And this is this was episode one twenty two. Jesus Christ, I can't believe it's been that many. Um, so yeah, we will be back in November with the editor to. Uh, and a whole bunch more. Il editore. Yeah, which it's not actually an Italian movie. It's Canadian. It's a, <laughs> it's a Italian. It's a spooky <laughs> Italian movie. It's <laughs> spooky. That's all. It's Italian, don't you know? Yeah. Uh, all right. Say good night. Um, James, tell the, Jamie, take good night. <laughs> good night. Say good night, Bo. Have a spooky Halloween. Second night, Mike. <laughs> it's still hot as hell. Good night. <laughs> You're kind of ruining it. <laughs> Have a happy Halloween, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> if you wish to contact Devour the Podcast, you can reach us by email at CinnabiteDave. That's C-E-N-O-B-I-T-E-D-A-V-E at gmail.com or maven1974 at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at D Delamorte, D-D-E-L-L-A-M-O-R-T-E, or maven1974. To visit the site, go to devourthepodcast.blogspot.com. And now you can leave a message on our fancy new voicemail at 760-661-7280.